Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome along to episode 109 of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If it's your first time listening, please do consider subscribing on iTunes and uh, tweeting to us at at geek underscore apocalypse. Um, this is FCD Recap. Uh, FCD, if you want to know what that is, Out of the Ashes was a Star Trek sci-fi convention in Telford, which we did uh, an episode, uh, the previous episode. Uh, so I encourage you guys to listen to that, where we talk to Claudia Christian, uh, John Corrigan, and J.G. Hertzler, who is uh, Martok in Star Trek, for those who don't know. So yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool episode. And uh, Claudia Christian was in Babylon 5, and John Corrigan was a stuntman for Star Trek and various other things. And yeah, so these guys, uh, the T Engage podcast is today's guests who have been on before, so I encourage you, obviously, when you finish listening to this one, uh, to listen to the episode they were previously on. I've actually guested it a couple of times on their podcast as well, and this is a joint uh, podcast, I should say, so I obviously encourage you to subscribe to not only to our podcast, but to the T Engage podcast on iTunes and check out their website, which is theengagepodcast.com. So yeah... Um, super cool guys, uh, obviously got on with them really, really well, um, and I met them in person at FCD at the beginning of April, and they were super nice guys, so we came up with this idea of doing like a recap show and basically share our thoughts about FCD, what we thought about it, um, kind of do like a recap and a run through of the actual day convention, which is quite interesting. We have similar opinions about the way it was run, uh, we disagree on some things, it's quite a good open debate, hence why it's quite long, but um, it's really chilled out and the reason I encourage you to go to their podcast not only is because it's good but um, and obviously Star Trek related but is that uh, they have a similar opinion about podcasts than I do that I, it's very sort of conversational and they're very easy to get on and obviously I met them at FCD and had it and uh, in person for the first time and they were just as um, approachable and likable in person so it made sense to have them on uh, for like a post natter uh, we were going to have Clive Burrow from some kind of Star Trek on, but he had a family emergency, so uh, it was just us. And uh, yeah, we talked about, obviously, all the events that happened in FCD. We talked a little tiny bit about Star Trek, and we talked about a whole bunch of random stuff, which I guess is the whole point of the podcast. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, so yeah, uh, in terms of upcoming episodes, Andrew Hackard has returned to the podcast to talk about Munchkin stuff. I'm going to be releasing that tomorrow. And we are doing a live uh, episode with Ryan Day, who is returning for a third time uh, to talk about Cooptitude and Geek and Sundry and uh, Tabletop Day, which is happening this weekend. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. We're doing it live uh, May 7th uh, at, uh, I think it's 7pm GMT. So whatever that is, uh, if you type into Google the, the variant, I think it's about 1pm Central, something like that, but yeah. So that's on twitch.tv forward slash Geek Apocalypse, so I look forward to that. And we have a bunch of other podcasts coming up, which I'll tell you about in the next episode with Andrew. But as I say, uh, this is a recap of FCD with the guys from the T-Engage podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> I felt the need to say it. Hi, hi guys. And obviously, yeah, it, it, yes, it is Mr. Stephen Messi. Uh, and I was there. That is, that is, that is, that was not... I dropped you in it there. I think, was, sorry. Was like... <laughs> I mean, I was meant to be... That was, doesn't happen you know. ever, does it, Phil? Dropping, dropping people in it. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> my my stealth skills needs a bit of work because he he ha- he was quite right. I was there. I was trying to be stealth like, but it didn't quite work. Um, he obviously well, saw me. There in spirit only, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, um, I'm a ghost. Did you also want to mention that we were uh, going to also be joined by Clive from some kind of yes. trek, uh, but unfortunately, family emergency couldn't make it. Um, so you've just got us rambling, which I suppose you know, not as bad. That's I mean, per usual. Nothing new there, rambling. Yeah, and kind of sorry for delay. We had a bit of scheduling malfunction, didn't we, Phil? No, it was just uh, one thing led to another, and then dates got forgotten, and <laughs> we eventually got together. As this that's... was meant to go out on the 13th, but that's why you got DST1. But never mind. Yeah, we won't go into that. It's out now. You managed yeah, to get one of our catalogue episodes. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like you say, dust it off. Moving swiftly on, <laughs> FCD out of the ashes, 2nd of <laughs> April 2016, just to put a date on it. <laughs> well done, Phil, for remembering the date. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a, there's a picture in front of me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to actually make that, oh, never mind, Phil. Our photographic memories. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make you seem very smart and impressive there, Phil, but you kind of ruined it for yourself. So. No, I completely ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, should we talk about the start of the day? Because I actually thought that, it was, although it I know Stephen, you weren't there for the. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to just just very, just very quickly say it because I'm interested is because I'll provide the quick t- context of that and then you can <laughs> say what I missed, what I mi- you can say about what I missed because I think that makes sense. Is that uh, just obviously what very briefly that um, because I'm from Newcastle and it was in Telford, um, I made the decision to get an early the earliest train. From like six five a.m. to to get to to get to Telford for about well I got to Birmingham for about ten and then I got to the the conference just after eleven um, so that's why when they say in the morning I think it started at nine is that right it's, yeah, yeah a door I think tickets opened at nine then doors opened at nine forty five um, and then so yeah so maybe the, if um, you talk about what I didn't see or whatever that would be kind of that might be fun because I don't know. What was quite nice was, I mean, obviously it was FCD out of the ashes. So it wasn't what they wanted it to be. Was it 2016, Phil? Sorry? <laughs> was it in oh. 2016? I'm not sure. Yeah, 2016. But what was the nice about it was the fact that they did sit there. And obviously they've gone through quite a bit. Will and David, bless them. They had a lot of things thrown at them. Yeah. They went through a lot of, of SHIT, let's be honest. But it was quite nice that they did the opening ceremony before they started anything, and they thanked it. And you could tell it. that it was... It was quite emotional. ...such a thing just to get get that, to that point. So it was quite emotional that kind of, oh my, you know, kind of, oh my God, it has all come together somehow. Because, mm. you know, they obviously, initially, you're thinking there wasn't going to be an event at all. Never mind it just being a day. You didn't think there was going to be anything after, obviously, what they'd all gone through. So the fact they managed to pull it all together with everyone that had pitched in, it was just fantastic. Really was. Yeah, it really felt quite binding. It felt like everyone had got there together, and it didn't feel like. I mean, I hadn't been to many, uh, many. Well, I haven't been to many conventions, so I, I can probably count them on my fingers. But this is probably the smallest one I've ever done, and it felt almost so, like a family. It did feel yeah. like home. And I know obviously a lot's happened throughout the day, but initially, for that brief moment when they all thanked us, and 
you could tell there was emotion. There was no fake in that. You could tell that they 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 finally got there and they were just happy that they could do what they wanted to do. And, and it was quite nice quite a feel for them. And it was quite nice. It was a, a such a small scale convention because I've. I said the ones I've gone to, they've all been obviously either the distance of Star Trek or the Comic Con. Me and Simon went to a few years ago um, up at Earl's Court, and you know it was just quite a nice sort of change, just experiencing a convention that was more downscale in size. And I said you really feel that more of a close knit sort of, I say, I suppose, I suppose community really, Star Trek community. You know, it's much more small scale. You get a chance to speak to probably more people than you would do at a larger convention anyway yeah so it, it was feel just... like it was a, it was more a friendship gathering than it was a convention at yeah. the start it was and it was nice for them to have that little nice yeah. moment just to thank everyone obviously then we then went straight into the rest of the, the day but it was nice just for them to sit down and say look this is for you we've, we've done this for you but we well, it's own. such a thing that they overran isn't it? it overran that it was just kind of so overwhelmed that it was happening that they that it overran more than it should have done on the schedule. Well, didn't Claudia yeah. have to go back into a photo shoot twice because everyone was watching Aaron's talk and then Claudia was like, well, no one wants to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think people then sort of started leaving that, and Aaron was still talking anyway. People sort of, Some people started obviously going for the photo shoot. So, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the, that's kind of the issue with having like two things on at once in a small convention is that like if you've got a number of people who are going to be there the entire day, like, it, makes, it forces them to pick and choose. So I think what they did to get around that is, as you say, they wanted to listen to Aaron talk, uh, you know, because I guess the majority of people there probably were Star Trek fans, to be honest. But yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, the fact that like people who probably did want a picture with Claudia were like, "Well, I do, but I don't want to miss this." So yeah, it's kind <laughs> it's of making mistakes. It's kind of a that... silly mistake to make people pick, but uh, I guess yeah, yeah. Time constraint, I guess you know. So I mean, Dave came back, and what was funny because Dave was sort of like Aaron was talking, and Dave was sort of sort of come across and went, "Look, anyone who wants to Claudia, go now." Oh, no I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was when, that was when he did it. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, we've got like ten minutes or so. Do it now. I go." Uh, that's because that's because Aaron is such a mesmerising talker. So he was good. He was on top. He was form. really good. And well, again with that, it was some... about his um, liver disease as well. No kidney problem. Kidney, kidney, kidney. It was the fact that it was his first talk after after it. So again, yeah. that was very emotional because he was very honest with. How we how he's dealt with it afterwards. So that was a very interesting well, thing was, to be there for. He was over honest. I could tell that he was telling us things he wouldn't normally tell if he was at a, a bigger convention. Mm, yeah, yeah. And again, I think it brought it back to that nice close knit family. Yeah, it ties into there. yeah. Which exactly. is brilliant for the, the guests. Which is, it, which is really like when, you know, the, I liked what you said at the beginning because I think in, in principle the uh, FCD made a lot of sense and um, there's a convention in the northeast that, that feels similar to that. Like um, there's a, there's a, there was a convention called, there's a convention called ScreenCon. They haven't done any in a while and the last one I was in hospital so I never got to go was, um, so it was, that tells you how long ago it was. Yeah. And uh, is, and it was it has a similar feel that it's about like you know sort of including people. Um, um, if I wanted to crew up all this in because I actually asked Claudia Christian this. Do you know about the fact that she actually did her own convention? Do you no, know about I didn't this? Know that. No. I didn't know that. Um, she did her own convention a few years ago in the UK because she. I I think 
it sort of hinted at to me when I was reading this because I, I I read quite a bit about it on the train coming up. I was like, because I I knew I'd heard a bit, and I was like, I'm gonna try and like do some digging and find uh, and find out more information about it. And she, it was like a convention done in in a few years ago, and she basically got tired of going to regular conventions. And if you said you haven't been on the convention circuit, just to let people who are listening to this know who who, who haven't before, is that um. I, I've been going to conventions for years and and been to the biggest ones and been to the small ones and, and, and middle of the range ones and it is the thing that, that singly makes me the most uh, depressed about conventions because they never used to be like that in all honesty and um, if you even talk to celebrities like Phil made a good point about, you know, Aaron being really open and honest. I think that, in all honesty, I think that's what people should be like in general. I don't think this idea of the celebrity can't talk about what they're going through, I think, is ludicrous because I think it just makes them sound fake or that they think yeah, that they are. It dehumanizes them, doesn't it? Yeah, it exactly. Them them. Um, you, you, see them as, you see them as real people, not just as that actor or actress. Again, it's, 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 it's finding out more stuff about them personally. Mm-hmm. And also then you'd have yeah. like TMZ and stuff that would then find out stuff about them. They would be obsolete because, yeah. you know, if everyone just was open about like, you know, like I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I get that there's certain things that people are unable to be open about. And of course, you oh, know, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in privacy as well. I don't think everything should be shared. Um, but my point is if, you know, if that, that obviously to Aaron, to use him as an example, was such a big, a big thing he went through. And, um, by the sounds of it, I think I'm right in saying pretty much nearly killed him. So, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, so, yeah. and the fact that, you know, it's, it's it, my, my training in media has taught me that it's okay to talk about because by the fact that he gained the money for a crowdfunding way. By a friend doing a crowdfunding thing in order to be able to afford his kidney operation. Yeah, that you know, was, that, yeah. that's public knowledge. Yeah. So the that, fact that it's public knowledge means that it seems okay to talk about. So yeah, I think the fact exactly. that it took the time to clarify it, it made a lot of sense to me. But anyway, just to, to go back to the Claudia thing. So the Claudia Con, it was actually called Claudia Con, and she did it in 2012. And I don't know, I, I, I she mentioned it in my interview, so I encourage people to listen to it. Um, a little bit. We didn't go into too much detail about it, but she basically clarified why she did it. That's what question I asked. I was like, "Why did you do that?" She just said about the disillusionment of whenever you go to conventions and it happens in America when she goes to them, they're all like no photos, like everything's chargeable, like you know, really, yeah, everything's wow. dead, dead, dead expensive, and um, you can't take regular photos with people. It, it comes across as like you know. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a really really uh, recent example. Like my friend Phil, and I thought this was really cool. My friend Phil goes to a gym, uh, a gym in Newcastle, and um, he went the other day, and I got a, a message on my phone last night, and I and I read made me smile because he sent me and my close mates, like we're been friends for like twenty odd years, and he sent a picture with him and Jose Perez, the Spanish Newcastle forward. Um, okay. And I'm like, if he was a convention celebrity, and I, I guess I'm being sort of jovial, like sort of uh, sneaky when I say this, but if he was at a convention, it'd be like that'd be 25 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. for bumping into them on the bumping into them in a random thing. Like, whereas you know there are certain situations where you can you know, go, can you sign this or something? But in a convention, it's like 
it's everything's chargeable. Um, not that that didn't happen at the convention we were at, but I guess with it being a charity at FCD, then it, it 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 means a little less. But yeah, she did it with the idea of that she just felt like you guys were seeing earlier, because I just think it's a good comparison. That, um, is that yeah? It just felt it's uh, the mainstream conventions, and I, I'm not going to name individual ones because obviously I I have you know have media partnerships with them, and I guess I'm I, I, I guess I have to you know hide my criticism somewhat. Is they do suck the suck the like um like Jamie said yeah. the the Simon um, said this about the destination of Star Trek didn't you Simon? yeah yeah it's well commercialism of it all yes exactly because. Well, I think the obvious example, um, and this is the last thing I'll say, is just San Diego Comic Con, which is the biggest example. If you read the history of that, since it's been going for probably, I think, 30 years or something, um, when it first started, it was a bunch of like comic book, D&D, like people meeting, like almost like... At a, yeah, it was at a, a tiny little thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like a tiny little thing. Now, like Conan O'Brien and talk shows and every film of goes there. I think I'm right in saying like, you know, stuff like, I think it was the Big Bang Theory, I maybe get the series one but there's like a geeky, there was a geeky show that came out and this was before San Diego became what it is now, because it's even like changed over the last 10 years, I'd say um, like Big Bang Theory, I think the first couple of seasons or some series like that that's very geeky didn't actually go the first two years it was on the air Oh wow, didn't okay. regard it. They didn't regard it as a, a thing and then suddenly like you know, the Chuck Laws of the world who make that show and Two and a Half Men suddenly got told, you've got to stop ignoring San Diego because I think I'm right, something like a couple of million people or something over the time that's on go there and they're all, you know, in, in essence... They're all big, geeks, yeah, big bang geeks, fans, yeah. So they'll, if, they're, if they're like, you know, this is why we're saying, although majority of people at FCD were Star Trek guys, they probably liked Babylon 5 or heard at least heard of it and... and um, and and everyone, you know, and John Corrigan, you know, Bruce Lee's quite interesting, so that and stuff. So so yeah, I I I just was making a comparison of like I think FCD on that level, you know, in a positive sense, it did feel like very very like welcoming and very like we're all part of one thing, which um is sadly lacking in mainstream conventions, like which is why I'm hoping yeah I agree there's more people that um. They're, they're hard to plan. I've done one. I've done one convention myself, which was like kind of similar to FCD, but smaller. Um, and it was only half a day. And um, that must be. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. But then this is why I've so got a lot of respect for anyone doing it's it. It's so but, hard. Oh, yeah. I, I was lucky in that someone paid me to do it, so um, you know, I at least had a budget. If I didn't have a budget, it would be it would be crazy. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, is that Jamie? Yeah, I can hear it as well. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've, just pulled the, I've just pulled the microphone away from my mouth right. a bit. Right. Yeah, I, I, was, I was actually trying to, you know, carefully message you through Skype. And uh, like, I think I'm <laughs> worried as well because Scream came in behind me in the video and he was just about ready to kill me. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very subtle, but it's Better kind again. of, I'm going yeah, to yeah. murder you, Jamie. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually sitting there going. <sighs> God, Stephen needs to know how to talk properly. He keeps. <laughs> Uh, well, I was sitting there sending Jamie messages like it's wonderful mic. trying to be so on it's now been brought. You're playing on your mic, so, yeah. <laughs> and then Simon just goes in. 
thought it was, I did what you were typing, so yeah, I was like... yeah, I thought you was going, God, Stephen waffles a bit. I can read, <laughs> I can, I can read that, Simon. Uh, I think that's very harsh. Uh, no. no, I just want to, I was just make. obviously, I, I, I'm done. I was just basically making the point about the Claudia Khan I found really interesting and the fact that she was a guest. Just was reinforcing what you guys were talking about, yeah. but um, it felt very, it felt very family. It's something family that's together. happened over the last, well, 2012 was when it started, and I think it's 2013 when a turning point for me happened, where they suddenly realised, oh, we can make commercial out of this. Oh, this is all commercial. Start milking. Where I started getting a bit fed up with it after all, because for me, as the boys know, and I think I've mentioned to you, Stephen, for the one that I've enjoyed the most out of all the ones I've gone to I enjoyed FCD but the one that I enjoyed most was um, Destination Star Trek Frankfurt that's the most the best convention I've ever gone to and yes. it, although that was the largest one that I've gone to cause it, it's good yeah it was community but it was huge so it kind of it was a nice mixture of both which is a very difficult fine line to find but it managed yeah, to yeah. do it for me yeah, you found that it was that balance between obviously being commercialised, but at the same time being what it didn't feel it didn't feel commercialised. That's the thing of it. It well, was it good. Didn't at all. Oh, but the third it just one was very much Simon. You, Simon, I've got a question. Simon, I've got a question for you. Did you have you been to? Did oh, I got, well, obviously you're to the whole to the whole group, I guess. Is, have you guys been to the destination Star Trek in England? We've, yeah, I've, we've done. I've done all three. All right, yeah, well, they've done both both the British and me and Phil have done the first and third one. Okay, well, like, because if you've been to the Frankfurt one, but I, Simon mentioned it, it's just, I guess my question is, because I'm intrigued then, <laughs> comparing the two, is there, like, going to a convention they're in They're all totally different. Really? Yeah, they are yeah, they all were. totally yeah, different. In what sense, I'm intrigued? First one, that was, ooh, okay, we're doing it. Oh, crap, we need to be really sorted what the hell we're doing. Because that was a bit of a mess. They had queues everywhere. It just didn't quite work. They were getting used to it, weren't they? Yeah. Very much. Because it was the first time doing it. The yeah. second one, they got all the problems for the first one, sorted, covered, fine, had the right feel to it. Mm. I don't know how, quite how to describe it, but kind of a small con and a big con. Okay. I I, I don't know. It's just, for me... They've got it... Yeah. Simon reckons they've got the it right. perfect mixture that I like. Just kind of... I, I, I didn't really want to go back home, just kind of, I was quite happy, just kind of. <laughs> one of the one of the big things that we found about the, the Star Trek conventions, and this is generally with Star Trek conventions, is that mm-hmm. normally we go to a big event, people pushing, shuffling, get out of the way, I'm coming through. Whereas this was sort of, are you coming through? You first, you first, oh no. It's you, much like, more civilised, isn't more, it? It does feel like you're there mm. to, everyone's there to enjoy themselves. Yeah, and you end up. Oh, I want to get through. I want to get this done. You and know, you end up chatting with people when you're queuing as well. You end up chatting with people anyway. So yeah, everyone's like your best friend. It, is, it, it just feels that, like Simon said, a lot more homely. Whereas by the third one, it was a bit sort of. It still had the homely feel to it, but it was sort of it's like. I think, as we said in the second part, it was just kind away. of empty your wallet as you go in. Yeah, and it's exactly. like we don't was... we don't like that kind of. I don't like that feeling of. Yep, we'll take. We'll empty your wallet. Thank you for that. Bye. It's, Whereas yeah. that wasn't was there for much. FCD. It wasn't at Frankfurt. All that sort of thing. It's... If I ever bring a team of people and like I couldn't justify, I couldn't justify doing that at FCD with it being one day and all like with all the changes and stuff. But if we ever gone to like a three day one and I bring other people to help me, tell me do things, um, yeah, that that happens. Uh, that happens um, quite frequently. That like. Uh, 
uh, you, it's just like you made me sort of think about like sort of different conventions and sort of comparing them all and um the ones that uh, my concern i think jamie's the one that said it what said this or like sort of you were saying about having some sort of something like a little bit of both like you want a convention yeah. that's big enough but one that feels yeah. kind of personalized um, I guess my criticism of FCD, which we'll, we'll get to later, I guess, is, is just I, I think that there were some things they could have done that a bigger convention does that they didn't do. But uh, we can go into that obviously later. But my point, my point is not that. It's that um, my worry is that if I could tell you certain examples of conventions where we've went and it's been bigger than FCD but still has the feel of FCD in terms of a family, um, yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of like would be my ideal, like, convention, like you guys would think. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the, the sort of balance yeah. you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah, because, but my concern is, it's leading me to say, um, I could name a bunch of them, like, and, and I, you know, I feel that they're okay with me not not criticising them, but I'm saying this is my concern, because I'm a consumer as well. I, I'm a consumer first, I think, is the best thing to say, is I really am a exactly, consumer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like trying to compare um, Tesco, Sainsbury's and Morrison's. Yeah. Really good so, other supermarkets thing. are all available. But I am a fan. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but my point is, like, I always say to people, like, whenever I criticise things, it's like I'm doing it for swag reasons or something, and it's like it's not at all. It's just me, hey, basically... Well, freedom of speech and podcasting, I think Jamie said this, it's Yeah. Pod- Talking is what podcasting is all about. Yeah, and it's yeah. about speaking. If, if your you're mind, scared yeah. to say something because you're being truthful, then why are you talking? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, and I think that you know, on, on a wider point, I think that's why. Whenever I hear people who don't tell the truth, like you know, whenever you meet certain people and you know that they don't really like speak their mind and they go and I'm thinking they're starting a podcast. I'm like, really? What would you talk about? Like, <laughs> like so there because I do. I don't you know, do but, that. Yeah, it's going on to a wider point of I don't think everyone can podcast. Like I don't think because I don't think everyone can talk. Um, although... well, credits where credits due, but mm. if you really feel something's bad, say it. But yeah. at the same time, don't be like disrespectful. If that makes oh no, sense. of course, yeah. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think the idea of just like slagging people off and not seeing the other side of the coin. Because mm. as much as I was disappointed with what happened with certain things at FCD, I understood why they happened. Like, uh, like, but um, it still doesn't mean that it was it was done in the right way. But it's... there's plenty. But there's plenty I'm... of other. Examples. Oh, sorry, Stephen. You interrupting. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Go, go on. I was just want, I was I was wondering. Always... I think what you're kind of getting at is it's all about constructive criticism, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Which not kind of, we're not doing it to hmm. hurt them, but we're there to try and help them. Where yeah. it kind of where but at the same a time, wrong the decision one... might have been made, hmm. where yeah, it can what's... come across the wrong way. Because I think yeah. we might go yeah. on later, yeah. it can be misconstrued. And, and the only and... one who's got the experience to talk about it really is is Stephen here, because we, me and Simon and Jamie have not run a convention at all. No. So I, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know. Well, where to start. No, it'd be too overwhelming for me. <laughs> well. I'll, I can obviously we'll 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 talk about that like sort of as because I guess like what I think would be kind of make sense is maybe go chronological order of what happened at the convention and then respond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I just I wanted to finish moment, my point yeah. about comparing other conventions because because I was about to say like you know I was comparing them and seeing what my concern was and and my concern about it is um I was gonna I said I was gonna name because it was said about criticism I'm gonna name some conventions now is um my favorite one ever because I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast if, if I was looking back at all the shows I've done I've probably been a 10 or something maybe 12 or something I don't know I'd have to look at the the podcast list but I've been a quite a lot and um my favorite probably like from beginning to end and I like Simon reminded me of this when he said about not wanting to leave was Dimension Jump which is the Red Dwarf convention I 
I had the best time. Like it was, it was like they couldn't have been more nice to me. They gave me like more access than I could have dreamed of. This was like the first few months I was actually doing Geek Apocalypse, so oh, wow. I felt like I felt very privileged. It that must have given that... you a real confidence boost as well. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and considering that, that... like you guys probably yeah. know because we actually made, we're talking about Red Dwarf before we started. Um, it's like my my like. Uh, my like holy grail of shows because it was the only show my family watched together and um i've met all the cast the cast had been on the show and um it just it, it meant everything to me so i i was like a kid in a candy store like i was gonna say to use the old cliche but it actually does it's true in a sense it's a fan stream come true i could tell the very quick stories of um i actually did what my friend who i went with at the time refers to as a geek dance I did like this jig when I got there. I was so excited <laughs> when we finally found the place. Because if ever someone gets me to do directions, I can guarantee you're going to get lost. So um, I actually had like the old school, like reading it from a map, and I just I was absolutely useless. So we we miss we miss Birmingham by about one city. Uh, so oh wow! Uh, like I went we went a little bit too west or something or east or something. I can't, I can't quite remember. But we uh, we ended up in Coventry. <laughs> uh, and, uh, or something like that. Um, tells you how bad I am. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I'm one of these people that, like, you know, oh, it's just over the bridge, and everyone's like, oh, that doesn't sound very far. And I meant over the bridge about, like, 500,000 miles away. Um, you know, I'm like, over the horizon, you know. Like, uh, so, yeah, I, I, that was a bad that was a bad decision. But, um, but, yeah, so we finally got there, and I think it was, like, the first day. And um, the, it was like a two-day convention, and we got there about like half eleven or something. And I, we were trying to get there for when it started because we just drove early in the morning to get there. And um, when I got there, I actually when we saw the sign, it was like at a travel lodge or a Premier Inn, something like that. Uh, other hotels are available. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, got there before you, sir. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I do that. I do that as a joke on my podcast. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. But um, but anyway, yeah, I think it was a travel lodge, but not, it's relevant. To the, it's relevant to the story. I apologise to any if travel lodge lawyers are listening. I got that. If I got that wrong, I apologise. But um, but um, but yeah, when I got to the the actual like inside the main entrance, and they had like a function room similar to FCD, like but it was a lot lot bigger and a big huge hotel. Um, when I saw the science scene, like Red Dwarf Convention, this where I actually did like a kind of like jig, like I just started jigging on the like I was so like I was so overwhelmingly happy, like I guess because I just I'd had like a busy week and I was working like full time then and I hadn't really had a time to sort of sit down and like get mentally prepared for it and like when I sort of got there, I just got this overwhelming like excitement. So and so the reason sorry, it's funny you should say that you you. you explain that about how excited it was and how the spotlight came on mirrors what happened to me simon and jamie at dst three three okay. thank you yeah. where we where simon managed to get us a stage what would you call it so like a fan panel and we we did we did it on borgs sort of um uh, villains or victims villains or victims thank you i was trying to think of the disease <laughs> Villains or victims, um, but or yeah, we, we, we it was lovely that they gave us that spotlight. It was beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's really it cool. Perfect. Well, I can give you like um, the the uh, I wasn't going to say this wasn't what I was leading to, but very quickly similar to that. The reason that I said about the access is um, it I was like pretty much like the only sort of media guy there. Like there was one random like I think like BBC. Oh wow, okay. Some person. Was the only from one B- there then. Pretty much. 
wow. um, which shocked me because it was huge. I was expecting. I was expecting like say. like it was social media big back then, or yeah, it was only what three year to three year two and a half years ago. Oh. So two and a half years ago. I thought, like it, I thought it was longer. No, no, it was like two and a half years ago. It was like two dimensions because they do it every couple of years, so, and uh, I missed the one last year, so it was like two, two and a bit years ago, something like that, and um, uh, maybe even longer than that actually. But uh, but anyway, so but anyway, so um. The reason they were so kind was that I emailed them and said like, I'm, I, "This is what I'm doing," and I gave them some examples. Cause I think, as I say, I think I've done about like ten, maybe twenty shows, if if that. And I uh, just was like, "Oh, this is what I'm doing," and I'd really like to come. I'm a huge fan, and all this kind of thing. And they were like, "Cool." And like I say, someone from like BBC Birmingham or something, whatever the whatever <laughs> the the BBC version is there. Um, they came on the second day for about ten minutes and interviewed Robert, Robert like live on air, like a live, like a live feed type thing. Uh, in one in like the bar section, uh, which, but I was shocked at how little exposure it ha- it, it get it gets in general. Like it's bizarre. Um, yeah, you would have thought that that's. I mean, because I, I read Dwarf, I wouldn't have said that's like. Geeky, geeky. It was the year back to Earth came back, so whatever year that was, maybe three years ago. Um, or maybe, like, or maybe, like, it might have been, like, the like start of the next year, like, so, you're talking maybe a few months or something since it came out, maybe six months or something. So it's relatively new in the grand scheme of things. So it created, obviously, a, a complete new fan base and a complete new... Like, old fans were, like, probably coming back to Dimension Jump going, oh, it's got a new lease of life because it's back on TV and what's going to happen? Is there going to be a new season? Like, all the cast came. There's a lot of excitement, Matt, it wasn't there. It, yeah. it was it was ridiculous that it got next to no... Next to yeah, it's media. really bizarre. Um, so, yeah, the reason I got loads of... The reason I got loads of um, loads of uh, access was because, like, as I say, I, I was going to... I was there the whole entire time and they just were, like... They were ridiculously accommodating, like... Um, and my favorite story of the whole thing, and I got a, a signed copy of his book, was um, I just said to them, I'd really, I'd really love to interview the cast. And so they went and asked them in the group. Wow. They just went Fantastic. and asked them and said, oh, this guy's doing this thing, like this thing, and he really would like to talk to you. And I'd, luckily, was, I'd already talked to, like, um, at the beginning of the show. And, I, I again, I don't know where I get the balls from because I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, part of me does... I have this sort of inbuilt thing where I don't think this could go wrong or this is embarrassing. <laughs> I just go, you know what? I just go, what's the worst that can happen? I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm very pleased I have that attitude because I'm, I, you know, I sometimes you don't know until you ask, do you? That's the thing, isn't it? You don't yeah, know until yeah. you ask. And I, and I, and I think, as I said, I think over my tra- like doing training and and in certain jobs that I've done, and I guess my regular personality is, I'm very much a kind of like get up and go person, and I, I'm very much a like, and I feel I'm, I, I always. Think, I, I I'm aware I come across as naturally friendly, so I I, I don't come you know I don't really? come across as yeah well I think I do. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, uh, suddenly yeah how funny would that be like if I if I had like no confidence like if I was just like bullshit and then and then I suddenly like yeah Phil maybe I'm you're joking. right maybe I'm you're right maybe I should just, I'm sorry don't maybe I should just maybe. like maybe I should just quit podcasting altogether. Like, <laughs> I've suddenly seen the I've suddenly seen the truth. You were talking about truth earlier and I was like. Uh, they've been a big banner it's just there next to the teddy bear isn't it yeah yeah there's a small violin playing somewhere but 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 but, but anyway it's, uh, um, this story will never end if i uh, is um so so yeah they, they, they gave they gave a hook so i'd asked tony hawk 
Hattie Heeridge, who was um, who was the the female Holly. Um, uh, who, um, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who's talky to talky toaster. He was also a magician, which was interesting. Um, and uh, was there some? And who, there was another guy as well who was in Red Dwarf as well. Um, but there was like four of them, and they all went, "Oh, we'll just all do it together." So I literally ended up in an interview, like a room, which was like the merchandise room, which wasn't open until later. They had like a, a shop. Which wasn't open, and they just opened the door for me and said, "You've got you, you, is twenty minutes long enough?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that'd be fine." Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a bit daunting. Yeah, and uh, I just went in, talked to Tony Hawk, Hattie Heeridge, and uh, John Lenehan. That was the guy who was talking to us. And I, there was another guy, there was another person in it, but I can't. No, it was no, that was there was three of them. Yeah, so it was yeah, Hattie Heeridge, Tony Hawk, and John Lenehan. And Tony Hawk actually finished the interview and went, "I'm going to catch a train, thanks, bye." Literally, like <laughs> he literally just left. Um, so that was just lucky. Um, so yeah, I talked to them guys. They were brilliantly nice, and uh, I, I I'll admit this now because I feel like I've done enough shows where I can kind of like say the the, the the sort of behind the scenes thing. I I think if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have got the opportunity to talk to the cast members because Hattie Heeridge was really nice to me. Like she was really like, oh, he's really cool and he he was really fun and I really enjoyed interviewing, being interviewed by him. So he was really like laid back and he didn't ask like the whole like, so how is how's the convention? Uh, I I I asked him a bunch of Red Dwarf things and uh, we we joked about we joked and back and forth, which which I I can I can obviously do so. Um, she was really sweet to me, and if I hadn't had to leave so early the second day, um, I probably would have got Craig Charles because she said, "Oh, Craig will be coming late. I'll happily put in. I'll happily ask him for you." She was it's super, like she was shit, super, really, super nice. Trying to find him. Um, so anyway, yes, yeah, so I got to interview like Robert and, and Chris Barry, um, and uh, the the shining light of the th- what I'm leading this whole damn story to was. <laughs> When they, so they went, oh well, their schedule is a bit frantic today, so we'll see what we can do. And so they had a sign-in session for about an hour, where people obviously like got tickets and stuff and waited, similar to what happened at FCD, but obviously a lot larger. So there was like a queue, out, a queue literally about a thousand people long, and like Robert and all the other people were there, and I got a picture taken with all the people that were there. It was really fun, um, and yeah, and they all were in a line. And it was like this, like sort of long corridor type, long rectangle corridor type thing. And they went, oh well, um, the guy said like, there's a they, right. So he has what we've done. We've looked at the schedule, right? And there's like a 20 minute changeover from that point on before like the, there's anything else, um, oh. because it's like towards the end of the day. So what we thought would make a lot of sense is when they've done all the signing, because obviously that's the important thing because it's the fans yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah, of yeah. course. And they were like. Hmm. There's a 20 minute changeover, so we're gonna have to like tidy this room up, and and uh, they'll probably just be hanging out here. So how would you feel if we just put a table in the corner? You could that can be your table, so you can set up whatever you want, and we'll just tell them to come over when when the when the thing's finished. Um, and so they went, if you want to just sit there and wait, that would be cool. And I was like, consider, it was like a sort of unauthorized area as well, and they let me just sit there. Um, oh, they put my table two meters away from Robert Llewellyn. <laughs> and uh, I was just literally like, uh... <laughs> and he was the nicest guy. I must have talked to him. He's about... he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, he's I've, up there. I uh, if I ever get asked questions about the signed. podcast, yeah, if I ever get asked questions about the podcast, he is easily up there as the nicest guy I've ever. The nicest guy who's like famous. I've well, met. when I when I, um, when I met him at SC, no, um, EMCon. Uh-huh. Uh, it was again to going towards the end of the day, and um, Craig Charles hadn't turned up, and I'd, I'd had a good chat with Norman, yeah. and I ended up talking with him. 
but you know how they always have someone who's with them, mm-hmm. so helping them sign or, or, or guiding them and anything else. He looked a spitting image of Robert. They were the same. <laughs> he had the same glasses and anything else. Wow. And I walked up and went, uh, Which one is it? Which one Which are one you? <laughs> and Robert went, actually, it's him. And they swapped each other's glasses and all sorts. Was it similar to the guy? Was it similar to the guy who looked like Patrick Stewart at FCD? <laughs> he was, that was freaky. <laughs> you see, do you see that guy who looked like Patrick Stewart? <laughs> yeah, I did. I got, I I got some, a joke yeah, about, um, about Norman looking like Hattie and he didn't do anything like that. Funny. I was like, Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, interviewed, I, I've interviewed Norman as well. Like, uh, it was actually at the convention. He wasn't at the uh, Red Dwarf. It was during the time he wasn't getting on with them. Um, and I, he was very frank about the... I asked him about the whole situation. He was really yeah, frank about yeah. it. Um, he, I actually really enjoyed him. And I actually... Um, I think he kind of took to me because I mentioned that I knew someone he used to live with. Um, he used to do a lot of the comedy circuit when I actually, like, he's been a comedian forever. Yeah. And um, I, when I did stand-up comedy in Newcastle and started to get, like, you know, a little bit of, get, like, do a little bit of gigs, um, yeah. I was, like, on the bottom, like, bills of some local comedy clubs and he occasionally would headline. Um, yeah. So I, I had met him before, but I was like, you probably won't remember me because it was years ago and I'm a lot different now. Um, but Hair I mentioned, but I met, yeah, well, not really, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying he probably wouldn't remember me because he met a million people. So it's just like, and I never spoke to him directly, but I was like, oh, I shared a, I shared a bill with you once and a long time ago. And, um, and the people who ran the comedy club I knew were friends with his. So I yeah. mentioned the guy who he, who, he, who did the, the comedy club and, um, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he went, oh, uh, it was, his name was John and he's like, Oh, I used to live with him for yeah. I didn't know he lived with him, but I knew he was friends with him. And he's like, oh, I used to I actually lived stayed at his house before uh, before I went to Edinburgh and stuff. And I'm like really good friends with him. And I'm like, I, I wonder what he's up to. I haven't spoken to him in a while, and that kind of got got me in the door. Got, you uh, going, yeah. got me going. Yeah, and, I, I, I managed to get chatting with him. And again, this yeah. was I, I was it wasn't a recording. It wasn't an interview. It was purely and simply seeing him yeah. because I was getting his autograph. And again, it was towards the end of the day. There was no one in the queue, and I ended up talking to him for ages. And he opened up about that. He did talk about it and he did talk about the, how he didn't like it and the scripts and, and not arguments but he was he was referring towards that it's why like let's not get into that but yeah he's just such a, an, an honest guy he really i guess was. the last thing i'll say on this is just um it, it leads me to the point of saying this is why and I, I know you guys will agree with this about not doing research is uh, <laughs> is like sometimes research. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I think research is overrated, and I'm, I actually am being genuinely, genuinely serious when I say this. Is that um, comes across wooden? Because um, if I listen to the research, and I this is what reinforced that I don't think it's a good idea to read the sort of stereotypical view of certain people, is because um, if I took the stereotypical view of Norman because I had this apprehension in meeting him that I just I'd been told he was a ratty, a ratty like you know be careful what you ask him type of person. Nah, he was far completely from the opposite. That. Yeah, he's far from yeah, it. Really, so really it top goes quality. To show that like the this is why I always make the point to people if the, even a, like you could be the nicest guy in the world. 
you then someone someone bumps into you and you're horrible to them and then somewhat the only things you hear are the negative things that people do mm. so yeah all, yeah we, we spoke about this at the convention yeah the only person you'll do is the person will go like will scream at someone and go like i'm i'm, I'm tired or something or i know i'm not going to give you an autograph and they're the ones who'll who'll tell everyone that wants to hear how horrible they were and then all of a sudden they're a person that's difficult to go up to when it's one yeah. person out of maybe if they're very millions very famous of millions of people yeah. maybe millions of people a year you know so it's a it's a little unfair so i make sure i don't make that mistake um i mean there's some that are true though like david prowse uh david prowse is easily the the prickish person i've met he was he was he, he is like he is literally a, a bitter a bitter old man and um i try and be nice in the sense of he's he's disabled now he's been disabled for a while and so i don't want to be too cruel to him but he's just a really bitter bitter and resentful person about like the fact that um he's just not as famous as everybody else in, in star wars and yeah, I've met people who are extras in Star Wars who are just absolutely like privileged to be in it. Um, so I kind of ha- I don't have much sympathy for him because well, I don't think people recognise him. They don't see his face, do they? Yeah, because he's Darth, he's Darth exactly because he's Darth Vader. But you know, it didn't it didn't hold back. Um, uh, what's his name? Davis, the 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 small the small guy who was well, well, Warwick Davis. Davis. Yeah, it didn't yeah. stop him from having a, a long career. Um, it is in the latest one. Yeah, and he was an Ewok, so. You know, yeah. there you go. But uh, but yeah, so so, so, um, so, so the the point I was making though about conventions changing though is that was huge, but it felt like a personal one. It felt like a yeah. personal like involvement. Yeah. Um, my my worry is like UK Games Expo, which is the biggest board game convention, which is also in Birmingham, is moving to the NEC this year. Um, I'm worried about that because that had a similar feel. The first year I went, I thought, wow, this is an awesome convention. It is literally like sort of FCD, but with a whole bunch of rooms dedicated to board games. I'm like, all these people in here love board games. I get to sit and play with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, it was the funnest time. And then every year I've went, it's like lost that charm because it's trying to be bigger. It's trying to be yeah, better. It, and now you can't got have more. a big board game in a huge warehouse. It needs yeah. those like tiny little, not tiny little rooms, but it, to give it that that sense of the board rather than oh what the hell is going on here oh yeah that was a walk and, oh what's going on there and mcm mcm felt bigger felt like there was not enough in for how big it claimed to be like it obviously like you know had 250,000 people or something and and um it felt it felt tiny like you could and I'm again not being disrespectful to them but maybe they had like last minute i know they had last minute cancellations a lot of the game of thrones people backed out yeah. Was that um, uh, was the they had they had a ton of issues. I guess they must have had a ton of ton of issues filling stuff because they had a whole bunch of like warehousey places, and I reckon you could go into. I I I've heard I'd heard people like walking out saying the same criticism was that you could go to that convention and be done within an hour in terms of what yeah, you see. which is you, um, yeah, which is just not enough. Which is really. not what you want, is it? No. Especially if you've paid to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like the seminars were tiny because it was in this like tiny, it was in this like tiny like tent tent thing that was like just built in the warehouse and and um so it was like a, I think it was done on a first come first serve thing as well. So it's literally like only about like four hundred people in a tiny room, and I'm like, for all this space, why didn't they just have one room dedicated to talking to someone? Because I imagine someone like Nolan North or something who was there would have got like I, I I don't think they realized how famous Nolan North is. I really don't, because I, I, and um, obviously R.J. Mitty, who I interviewed, who's from Breaking Bad, um, 
they didn't. Uh, they, I don't think they realised how big he is. Like he's just because of. You, know. you would have thought a convention goers or convention creators, they would have had some sort of passion about it. But yeah, yeah it's weird, isn't it? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a massive. It's, I find this a fascinating thing because, as I say, that's the biggest one, and I think like it acts as big, but actually has very little when you when you when you think when you actually analyse uh, the actual convention itself. So I kind of wish it's it how you like, break this. How you break the convention down? I mean, yeah. it's sort of. If if you went there, if you went to FCD as it was, it was what eight rooms, four, no four rooms. By the time you went round, you sat on the you sat on the thrones or, or the captain's chair. You went round the, the shops or shops or five or six shops. Three dozen. You you could be there. What done? Twenty minutes. You could wander around it. Yeah. But it's then how you break down the talks. It's then how you break down what else is going on. I mean, even even the people who turned up in costume was just brilliant. You yeah. know, there was a guy I got talking to with the um, with a Klingon costume, which was actually JG's costume. Really? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was okay. actually. He got it. He got it from a an auction in Ireland that had no idea its worth, and I think he got it all for about six hundred quid. Whereas I think he said it was like worth like triple that. Or something, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Said. yeah, he could yeah. sell that for way more money. Yeah, definitely. Easily. And he, he, I think he bought it not at auction. I think he bought it before the auction. Ooh, but uh, there, was, I mean, there was, is it unique? Is it uh, probably not? I guess he would have probably got different ones. But no, I, I think the the coat, the boots were separate. That was the only thing that was separate. The boots were separate. The rest okay. was originally JGs. Do you, does it does did he say? I guess because this is me being a total trekkie. Like which <laughs> uh, which um, which. Did it? Did he find out which like uh, series or which episode it was from? Or I think so. I think he did say something along those lines. But again, three weeks down the line, I can't think we can no. recall. I can't recall. No. It's, it's it's irrelevant. I was just thinking. I guess it was. A bit yeah, I mean, that I does, that. Yeah. yeah, that links us in quite nicely then to the actual running order because it, yes. the, I don't remember there being a cosplay photo shoot. There was not, as far as I know. There was. There was, was supposed to be at ten o'clock, but I saw was a load it? of people in. In 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 makeup. In, yeah, in, that's a good point. I, I think it did happen, Phil. I just don't think we were bothered by it. I think we were busy setting up and stuff. Yeah, because so I think we, we, we sort. Yeah. Well, I think we were sort of still in the midst of it, and obviously, when Clive was there already, and we said hello to Clive. So I think you know, so. I think it that was could it. have happened. I'm just not quite sure. Stupidly <laughs> enough, I, I don't know. <laughs> some of them were quite good. There was a, memories there was, um, being what they once were, and some of them were quite subtle as well. Like there was just a, there was a few. Um, what's the bit we like Dax? We've oh, thrill. Thank you, thrill. thrill. There was just very subtle. Uh, that was quite nice, but there was some people that went all out, and you've got yeah. The girl, are you referring to the girl? There was one. There was a girl who actually worked for like who volunteered for FCD. Yes, she yeah, was a thrill, yeah. and I, I really liked that. She when she uh, met met with. Met with. I was like that. I was like she uh, like and uh, I don't know. It's quite trills were quite appealing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was kind of like that. Kind of works. It, it, shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't, but it kind of does. Um, but yeah, because you know she's really just secretly a male. <laughs> I'm like she's prepared to put pen on her body, <laughs> whatever it would be. But, but no, it, you're right. You're right. She though. got was, inked. Yes, she got inked. Yes, yes, she likes, which means she must like tattoos. I'm in. Um, but uh, but uh, no, it's funny you say. It. Yeah, it's it's it, that's a very good point about cosplay because usually. They do. I mean, even UK Games Expo, which is a board game convention, they they had like a cosplay award thing for the most elaborate costumes. So, 
yeah, it was a little bit of a shame. It's a bit weird because, like, if you ever look up some of the American ones, it almost becomes sort of how slutty can you look? Uh, Whereas, which which I I just don't get. I I don't honestly get it. Oh, you know, some of them I'll appreciate, but I don't get. I've actually talked to like American celebrities about that. Like the the, the odd ones I have, that makes me sound like such a douche. But you know what I meant. Like, and even like, and even, and even, you know, like I have American friends who go to conventions, so I've asked them this question, and it's actually banned in certain places now in conventions in America because it's become like an epidemic that. Um, people, you know, dress up as like some like a slutty person from like Resident Evil or something like that, or yeah, like yeah. Awaken, the Walking Dead with them, um, with them, um, with 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 like you know bits missing in in weird places. And yeah, there was yeah. one I saw I where with some women just go there just to try and be noticed. Oh God, I, I I can give you one example, which this is the only one I'll give because there's millions of them. But look, the one that sticks into my mind, because it's hard, because it's kind of like yeah, you you, you part you you you're very sort of I guess male basic biological thing kind of goes wow that's kind of that's kind of nice to look at but then you 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 obviously your morality and everything else and we actually like re re reevaluate it 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 is something I would I would ban like it, it, yeah. I, I, and I'm a very free open person but then you've got to like remember it's like this was at MCM London and there was a girl literally with her underwear out and it's like and it, and like had you know like had like a, a a hole in our pants where you could just see everything pretty much and and i'm like and then like you see like a, a six-year-old boy like walk past that and i'm like and i'm yeah, not just... i'm not i'm not a prude i'm not a prude and i, and I think people should have, yeah, yeah I you've got to have boundaries yeah and yeah. and i'm just like and i'm very like anti-public public sort of that kind of sense anyway like you know if i uh, I don't. Space of affection and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I, I, I'm not saying you know. Please, again, I'm not a prude in the sense of if a person who's going out with someone goes up and kisses someone, like I'm like obviously not really like oh, that, I think that's quite sweet some of the time. And, I, and, yeah, but and if they're and, all like get a room, then but yeah, yeah you know, if, yeah, but if you, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, you would if, but like you know, if that's like a welcoming thing, you know, if I if I had a partner and I went up to them and kissed them or something, you'd kind of be like, well, of course you would do that, you know, they're, they're together. But, you know, my point is, like you're saying, is if that happened, like, you know, if we're having a conversation right now and you can see me on the video and I'm, like, pausing every five seconds to just neck my girlfriend, it's like, well, like, you'd, you'd be like, Stephen, can you just stop that for, like, the, the you know, we, we agreed to do a podcast, can you stop doing that? And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, they're the people I can't tolerate because... Exactly. I mean, the example is my, my wife's just come home from work and I didn't even look. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, there she is. That's it." Um, yeah, right, but I mean, that's, that's kind of quite nice though, because like you know, I, I, that to me that's quite nice in a sense though, because I've the couples that I the couples that I admire there that I know of who are like mutual, who I'm friends with. Um, I like that they they don't because to me, I, I guess the way I look at it is if someone is being affectionate like to that level all the time, I think they're hiding something. I think it's like. It's like they're overdoing it because there's actually some sort of actual inner turmoil, like problems within the yeah, relationship yeah. that they're trying to hide something by compensating in other areas. And mm. um, I, I, usually I'm proven right in that sense because when a person does that at a party, it's like, look at me, or it's them trying to be overprotective or going, yeah. oh, look at who I'm with. And yeah, or oh, his I, mind go away. I think the I actually respect the opposite that if a person doesn't need to talk to them all the time and like can be in a party and like. Because I I observe people all the time, and I you, and whenever you're in a, a, a when you see couples and you you see them not around each other all the time, 
you can still tell they're together, which I find yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's it's you, you you're like me. I love people watching. That's that's yeah. one of the big things me and Sam love doing. We, we we can go for a meal and we won't say anything to each other. We look like that weird couple that don't talk. It's just because we're watching <laughs> yeah. other people yeah. and we're working them out. And then when we leave, we'll oh. be talking about this person or that person or that you, or that couple having an argument. Did you we ever play it. the? Did you ever play the? We did this at uni all the time. Do you play the game of guess what they do for a living game where you just sit on a you <laughs> well, sit no, on a oh, it's more we we guess their personalities or yeah. guess who's argued or there's a couple that are just proper like Ugh, yeah like yeah he's had well, argument said... about that and that and that and that and then by the next morning yeah. they're happy at breakfast oh, them at night and you're like he got some he got yeah. some <laughs> yeah yeah that kind of thing or you you see a guy who's sort of like going around going like oh yeah like looks miserable I'm like and we used to be really like you know because when you're with friends you can kind of say stuff like yeah but he's gonna go and beat his wife when he gets home <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know you know. You, you, you come, up these, you come up with all these sort of silly scenarios because you just look at some. Where's my dinner? <laughs> yeah, you just sort of judge them and go, yeah. He's what do you mean the cleaning's not done? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's clearly going to go and buy a baseball bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, or, he nice goes, or he goes home and he's like, Sorry, his pity on, and he's like, and she's like, "Where's my drink? Have you done the washing?" He's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Like yes, he just, in, just walks in the door and slaps her, slaps her straight in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, what are you saying, Simon? It sort of goes back to what you're saying about prejudice, isn't it? Sort of what you um, stereotypes and that sort of thing. What you kind of think about someone just by how they oh live, yeah, how they're acting in this. That sort of thing. Point, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, that was kind of was. Yeah, I was kind of saying earlier. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just so the the, the thing. It's, it's good because I think this is a natural like you know what what we're comparing different things and as you guys say with as I said earlier with being going to a bunch of different conventions i often think about the sort of way conventions are going and i'm probably going to be asked that later i'm doing this conference later which i think you guys <laughs> tweeted tweeted about and um that's something i think i'm going to be asked about because um conve- yeah i i, I do kind of because conventions are taking off in the uk and there's other stories i can tell you that are really cruel in terms of local conventions and what happened to fcd is not uncommon you know, because we it's probably should mention totally about the lawsuit. Though, thing. Totally out of order. I mean, especially yeah. I'm not going to name names, but the people who are supposedly supposed to be so- supporting. As soon as something went bad, it was sort of like, "Where's the knife? Let's find some backs." It's just a bit like ugh, I can't. I can't be doing with it. I just can't um, be doing with it. Well, you should listen to. I mean, you should listen to it anyway, obviously. But um, if people listen to GG Hertzer, I actually um, if, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but um, he. I mean, his name is terrible for me being dyslexic. I have no idea how to say it. Hertzler. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, when I, I actually asked him, like, what do you think about the situation at FCD? And I asked him about Exana because obviously with him being in it, um, I asked him about the current situation and I've had Alec Peters on who actually runs it. And um, it's a touchy one because I guess if I'm going to say something controversial, it would be this, that um, is the because I, I understand it as well from their from the other person's point of view and the people who own the rights to Star Trek, I get it on some level. In terms of We were it, talking about this, yeah. Earlier, in terms yeah. of Axon in terms of Axana, I don't agree with what JG said. I didn't I didn't tell him that because I, I wanted to know his opinion because if you interview someone that you, their opinion means more than me more than mine does. But um uh now that I can say what I think is um I've said this when Axana got hammered by the lawsuit is as someone who does original content, or as original as can be, because nothing's really truly original, um, I don't like the fact that someone takes something to the extent that they do, 
like a copyrighted thing and ships and stuff that someone else has already made and then crowbars it in to make an original story out of something that already exists. I don't think that's necessarily requires yeah, way, no, way yeah. as much talent as something does from a completely original story and you are essentially nicking someone else's idea and trying to profit out of it. Yeah, um, as I was saying to the guys earlier, uh, sort of, if you've if you've got a cow and you don't milk it, what's the point in having a cow? So the same <laughs> same same example is it, the stuff. Yeah, I know my allergies are brilliant. Feel I know, logic, yeah. Feel logic, but, yeah. But it, we were talking about Destination Star Trek. We were talking about you know there was too much money in it, but without these big companies I'll give you guys a couple of rest sorry I just, it's just, <laughs> about, not but without expect- these companies it, no one does it no one does it really <laughs> other than to, to, to love no one's going to do it without a little bit of money behind them and it's not going to work oh yeah but it's true if, if you if you have a cow and you don't milk it what's the point in having a cow mm-hmm. Fair can I actually buy you a cow and then you can milk it to your heart's content can I no. actually do that and you'll no. go Oh get crap! Now what do I do with we'll, it? We'll get that for you for your birthday, Phil. That'll be your best. I'm be now your desperately birthday. trying to find the cow that Simon bought me. Oh, one no. I do have one. But I guess if I was trying, if I'm trying to make sense of Philip's analogy, is that uh, is to say, <laughs> um, it, I guess that the, the t- if I understand the metaphor correctly, though, my my problem with it isn't. Oh, that's nice. That's good. You show me on the camera. You show me on the camera. Moment, folks, still we showing us cow. a cow. Yeah. It's one of the London. It's a model of one of the ones that were around in London. Yeah, uh, very nice. That's cool. Anyway, um, sorry. So yeah, 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 I mean, my my problem is though they're milking in terms of Exana, and I'm just using these as an example. They're milking someone else's cow is my is my um is my problem with them. Yeah. Uh, they need yeah. to actually go, siphoning milk. They they're need to actually milk. take the risk. Take the risk. <laughs> yeah, they take they take the they should take the risk that they should take, which is to come up with their own idea. Uh, and not use Star Trek at all, um, but then that leads to the whole argument of because I find it fascinating. If it is if Axana didn't make as much money as it did in crowdfunding, would they go after them? Yeah. Probably not, yeah. because it wouldn't be you know well. because where does the bulk stop? Because I mean, let's face you know you guys do a fan. You guys you, you know I'll, I usually use an example because he's a, I'm talking to you as is you guys do. The reason I don't have a problem with you guys and I I wouldn't in any ways is that. You're you're just fans of Star Trek, and you guys talk about it. There's nothing legally wrong with that because you're not, mm. you know, that that's freedom of of speech. And and he's obviously like we like we I do talking to you is we talk about other stuff as well. And and I know I've listened to you know a couple of episodes where he's talked about completely <laughs> random stuff. So um, <laughs> city. So yeah, which which is why we get on really well. <laughs> um. So so my point is. You use that as a starting point, and I mean, you know, I, 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 if they're gonna, if anyone's gonna, if you guys are gonna be criticised for that, then I would be criticised because I, I, you know, that's like me having a guest on who's famous for something else, and I'm, I'm, I'm latching onto their fame to get yeah. my, me noticed. So you know, you can make the same criticism for me if that's what if you think you can I'm, talk about that for anything though. I exactly. Mean, yeah. how, so, how many, how many times do companies exploit people who are famous just to get ahead? Yeah, and that's just exactly. Yeah. Sense. Would would and then you you can go on a whole sort of like you know studies about would Star Wars would Star Trek have been a success a successful without Star Wars and all this stuff like they all yeah. lean on each other to be successful it's just a fact um so 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 yeah that's why I've got no issue with you guys doing it and you don't like and even if you started making money or you make money on it now whatever it may be then then you you still make an original content because no one can be used you guys because you guys talking 
is what makes it unique. Like, that's why I always say to people, like, no one can replace me doing my podcast because my podcast is me. Like, my personality, what I bring to it, which is what makes every podcast unique in that sense, which is why, you know, as we touched on before we started this, that's why everyone thinks they can do a podcast because um, that is really what's so brilliantly unique about podcasting is it's your personality in audio form and then you add someone else to it and decide how you want to do that. Um, Yeah. The problem with Exana is it takes it to a whole new level because it's taken people's like you know ships that are being made, uh, designs, and you are stealing uh, the ideas. It's it's almost like them stealing parts of our podcasts and stitching it all together. Yeah, which is yeah. which has happened to podcasts before. I mean, the, the Bill Bill Bird. I don't know if you've heard of him, the, the comedian. Like that happened with him and Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher basically took his RSS feed and put ads on it and paid themselves and didn't give him a penny of it. Oh. Um, and he sued them successfully. Is uh, something like that? I, I, I. Well, at least so. Yeah. Um, and they apparently like when Stitcher first came out, they they were notorious for that. Um, uh, that you heard other examples of that. Um, uh, the f- most famous case, I guess, you know, Mark Maron at What TF with Mark Maron. Um, the it's a very famous podcast in in America. Um, comedian. He he um actually withdrew from Stitcher, like from the the service. He actually was already on it. And when he found out that they were doing that to Bill Burr, and then he, I think he found out they were doing it with him anyway. And even if not, out of principle, he went, "I'm not working for, I'm not going to use them again." Yeah, so, yeah too bloody right. Um, so yeah, the, the, again, the, and then there was people who argued that going, "But you bring it, you're you're bringing out free content. People can do what they want with free content. They can't take a free content idea and put it somewhere else and make money out and of it. make money from it." This yeah, is my yeah. this is my problem with YouTube. How many YouTube videos that YouTube give people, regardless of what they put up, there's no quality control. That they'll take someone else's copyrighted thing, someone will reuse it in YouTube, and then they'll get ad money out of what people see it. Yeah, you you see yeah. these people that put all the cat fails together they nick other people's videos and put them all together i mean get how crazy this is right this last thing i say about this is just joe rogan right who i i absolutely love i what listen i listen to him all the time and i watch all the videos on youtube because I, I like mma so it, majority of the time that's what he talks about um although he does have regular guests on as well is is um i saw a clip of him the other day where he says he actually puts his own ads. YouTube must have a thing with like premium providers. Is that um? I, maybe this is true for regular YouTube. I don't know, but um, he puts ads on hater videos of him and makes money off people that hate hate his stuff. <laughs> and I'm like genius, absolutely genius. So he's like, I'm happy for them to free speech and rant me as much as I want because I'm getting majority of money of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's clever. great, clever. I have no, I have no, um, I have no issue with them doing that. And I bet there'll be people who listened if people care about this subject will probably go but Stephen, someone's got to make money my point is make money with your own original uh with only your yeah, own original yeah. um content don't take other people's clips and this is why i have no respect and think it requires very little talent like when you see people who get millions of hits on youtube for putting um like stuff of clips together and get and go and like oh it's so great subscribe to my channel i'm like the hardest thing in the world to sell is something original and the hardest thing to do is something original and so yeah. that's not hard to do and and i don't regard that as, as as a talent when it's something i can do in five you know in in one day i could come up with a video doing exactly the same yeah, exactly yeah um exactly. i don't that that isn't uh that doesn't require that isn't talented as far as i know as far as i'm concerned this is why but the problem is is with podcasting because people talk think they can talk easy i don't think um 
podcasting is the same either. Yeah, they don't see the um, the the effort level that goes yes. in the background of it. I mean, I, I don't honestly because Simon and Jamie do more of it than I, than, than I would ever do. But mm. it, it's the background stuff that that makes it what it is. The, the, this bit, the bit where we're recording, the bit, that's the fun bit. That's the exciting bit. It's then the all the rest of it that goes behind the scenes that goes with it. You know, the whole package. It, it's the, you know, I find it fun. I enjoy it. Mm. That's, that's why we've always done it. It's just to it's just to enjoy ourselves i mean i guess i guess like because user kind of probably feel a little bit like i did when i first started is that like and and i still obviously immensely enjoy it um but i guess because i look at it more as like a business and try to make it that kind of ways that um that kind of interferes sometimes with me actually having fun an fcd was a prime example of that where um i only really started to have fun once fun in the in the sense of just like you, you were looking at it is uh, well this cost me the x amount i need this much yeah out, it's sort of again which, i obviously which, you yeah, know, you, to... you've got to respect that you've got to yeah yeah that yeah which is but, again, but my point was my point i was getting to was that i i understand from your point of view how that's less of a concern for you guys because like you just want to be involved in it and everything else means that like you don't have the same opinion as me maybe it may be because of that reason so um, so I, so I don't necessarily, you know, I, I, I understand that, and so I don't have an issue in that sense. But um, but yeah, I'm just making the point of it can lead sometimes to mean less enjoy, less enjoying things because um, yeah, I just feel very. You're doing it because you feel like you have to rather than because you want to. Yeah, well, it's just well, you know, it's like every like we were just we were talking not talking earlier about like booking guests, like it's that's dull, and I, yeah. I, I would prefer if someone else did it. I don't actually like and like I enjoy the process of producing my podcast and editing it and putting it all together and putting it online, but it's no one knows how time consuming that is. It's so time consuming. Yeah. And and I, the funniest, funniest thing for us is when we actually, well, for me, is when I actually put something live, yeah. or Jamie puts it live, yeah, or yeah. Simon and it's put it dope. live. It's there, okay. yeah. How many views have we had? How many people have seen it? How many comments? And, or, and I don't care even if only one person has looked at it, That one and that one person might You're have like, been thinking, and I've, I've downloaded yeah. it, and I've enjoyed you've, it. Yeah you've, yeah, you've made one person happy at least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, I I have the same like the 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 sense of relief I have is when I've like released the podcast and went, "Yes, another one done." Like, you know, that's when yeah. I that's when I actually like take a bit of a break and go, "Yeah, that's well done. I've done it. I've put another episode out and and I'm happy with it." Like, um I go for a weird cycle cuz I've done that many of them now that um <laughs> like I also like I say I have a sense of relief now when I get one I'm like, "Oh, another one." And and, <laughs> and when I when I listen to them back for the first time, like I like when you sent me your audio, I was like worried about did it did it screw up? Did it record properly? Because I was borrowing your phone. I was like, I, I I haven't actually listened to it. Oh, it worked. It worked out great. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Good. Um, it worked. It worked. I, it was and, more out of respect. I thought, well, no, I can't <laughs> be the first person to listen to this. This is not fair. <laughs> the weirdest thing is when I transferred it from my phone, it only did thirty seconds, and I almost went hit button. And as it uploaded, it uploaded so quickly. I thought, oh. Mine I forgot to tell you as well, like, um, I, I forgot to tell you as well, which I think interrupted the recording for about five seconds because, and I forgot about it because as oh. you know, I was a little bit thingy, was your, your wife called? When you told me that, yeah, I yeah. sent her a text that says, I can't tell you why, but don't, God, set and bring me back, please. <laughs> don't do anything. Don't do anything. And she, she probably got that text thinking, what? the hell i've not yeah, spoken yeah. To you all day. what's um, going on <laughs> yeah 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 
Because um, she rang and, like, uh, when I got the recording back and I listened back to it, it's suddenly, like, we're in mid talking about, like, politics or something because we talked about 10 minutes about on politics because he's obviously, like, a congressman or something now. So, um, and we talked about, like, Bernie Sanders and stuff. So it was, it's a very, it's one of the few times because I actually actively avoid talking about politics on my show. Like, I, 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 because I, I just, I don't yeah, think it's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when I touched on earlier about stuff being private, I think, that's something I'm definitely private about. I don't really, you know, talk about my political views because I think it can lead down bad avenues of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, end up then having to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I, and I, I don't really have enough of an active interest in it. Like I do have opinions about it, but I just I, there's not enough. I don't. There's not enough people around me who actively care about it. So yeah, yeah so it doesn't so, matter. Yeah. So yeah, it just doesn't concern me. It does. It isn't like part of my uh, part of my life. So. Um, so when he talked about that, like, he just I was listening back to it, and, like, two minutes in, it just cuts out, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm bu-, and it, I, you just hear me going, oh, yeah, it's just me, I'm borrowing, I'm borrowing off a friend, like, I, I don't know whether, I, yeah, oh, yeah, it's still recording. So anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> and I was like, why? It was like, it's like I get saying to you, this is how you unlock it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because I was sitting in my head going, oh, no, you could be yeah, off yeah, somewhere, and you wouldn't know how to unlock it. I'll not obviously say what you told me, but, like, you know, you told me. <laughs> I almost went, oh, yeah, it was that letter, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not hard to work it out let's be honest yeah. but yeah moving on <laughs> you just directly told the world like, yeah. it's a bit like oh. going like oh what's that you want to know my pin number to my credit card yeah it's um <laughs> the be- one of the best best things i've ever had a comedian talk about is when he talks about going to pay for somewhere and he says he doesn't say his number but he says a random four numbers as he's putting it in out loud so he'll go four one two nine as he out loud saying his pin number as he pays for something i think that's just funny and it's just to wait for the people's reactions <laughs> it's just, just like Oh yeah, okay. I'll pay for it now. Nine one six two. I, I want to know what like I want to know what like uh, sort of Sam and Jamie think about like sort of because I want I'm interested to know about like um about Destination Star Trek because I've never been to any so but so I will get to that but I just wanted to do do a quick story about what you said about about um the funny thing about numbers. Do you ever hear what do you, uh, do you ever hear that story about what Jeremy Clarkson did once? It's very valid to see the the quick version. He right. um he put um. It was during the time where people were getting internet, like uh, identity fraud was was quite common, and so he wrote in the mirror, going like, uh, "Someone got their identity stolen or like lost money or something like that." It was, I guess, it was during the whole like sort of bank scandal. Um, So he wrote in the Daily Mirror like segment of his show. He was like, "Oh, um, I can't. uh, uh, How how, how is it? Oh, identity fraud's like ridiculous. That no one can steal my identity, and to prove it, and he put his bank details into his mirror um, article like thing, and uh, released it obviously in the national newspaper on a Sunday. Within Monday morning, about like six grand out of his account went to someone uh, put put uh, nicked from his bank and put it gave it to charity, (laughs) (laughs) and he had to tell his bank to change all his stuff because they were like, holy crap! Like you actually that people can actually do that uh, and just uh, i love the fact that the hacker didn't take his money they took like six grand gave it to a charity and then went i'm just proving a point <laughs> yeah that's fair enough they probably saw the amount of money in there and went uh yeah uh, sure. like i'm probably making up six grand it was it was some random amount i'm pretty yeah. sure it was to a charity and, was, and, then, and then he was like oh i need to like the next week he went yeah i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a fool clearly because i had to like i spent like about two days trying to get my bank like to freeze my bank account because i was uh, <laughs> idiot, absolute idiot. Um, just shows that some people can be gullible with their opinions. Um, if you don't know anything about it, so. But yeah, I want to know about um, 
about you know death because you said you've been to a, a few of them. So I guess because it makes sense to compare it to FCD because it's very star like Star Trek themed thing. So what's what's that like? I guess from your guys' point of view, like Destination Star Trek, like what's is there any key differences? Size, really. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me to kind of, you know, kind of top, you know, kind of number one to whatever I've been to, mm-hmm. I FCD would actually be one on the top, oddly yeah, enough. That's cool. Um, even, but like I said to the boys preparing for this episode, there's a bit of a twist to it though, because some of the conventions. We've we've gone to it personally. Have you got to admit that, boys? You've got to re-say that as yeah, well. Yeah. Some of it's personal, some of it's podcasting. Oddly enough, on this occasion, I've got a bit of a conflict for both sides. Personally, I loved it for the environment of it, but for person for the podcasting wise, for podcast Simon, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of an odd thing, but it's one of the most enjoyable ones I've been to. Which yeah. is quite an interesting thing to actually kind of say, sort of on the on the whole side. On the whole so maybe side, I was being like, so in, in a real sense, I guess maybe I was being unfair about saying about you know saying you didn't have a sort of business, um, you know, because you, you may not look at it as a business, but we're in the same boat because yeah, we still you know. we still want to be able to promote what we do at the yeah. end of the day because we the more listeners we get, the more happier we are. If that makes yeah, any sense, exactly. yeah, of course, yeah, you've still got to have that goal whether you do it for fun or not. Like, there's you know, a there's an element of give and take. Yes, and I just find that element wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just kind yeah. of well, we I might well, angry. we might as well start talking about that in fairness because we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Onto it we, now, we, yeah, we we we. Well, actually, to me, I actually bit. think uh, I actually would, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I would, I would probably say it'd be better to to leave it maybe a little bit longer, just because if we lead up to what actually happened before what we're getting to, like, because like, obviously there's a main particular reason we weren't happy in terms of not getting our stuff out there. So maybe if we like say chronologically what happened between me getting there to it happening and then talk about it would yeah because we, we we actually done quite well so we've talked about the doors opening yes. we talked about cosplay yep. we talked about will and david doing the open we talked we've about got Aaron's a few other talks talk. we've got jg hertz we've got well, uh, claudia christian well uh, mystery chancellor talk um jg hertz the year plan well, that was, was his talk. Bill, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm oh, dear. <laughs> what was quite nice about, about those Bill was like, just... there was no secret chancellor. What the hell happened? <laughs> oh, so, no, 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 because I've seen... I saw JC Hurt. I, I just saw his name. I didn't, see the, I didn't see the word photo shoot on the, uh, yeah. on the, on the running. Oh, dear. They didn't... Re- in fairness to Phil, uh, just for the people listening, they didn't really do a great job of like going, he's a secret chancellor, by the way. It was not really that well, uh, <laughs> that well pointed out, you know. What was quite nice, though, was the fact that they had the seating, but more people were sitting down, so they had to get more seating, which I yes. thought was quite nice, because they weren't really expecting it, I don't think. Yeah, so, I don't think they expected the amount of people that were going to turn up, no. So no. what time do you guys... So you, you guys will know, because <laughs> you were there from the beginning. So what I turned up roughly... I say about ten uh, quarter to eleven. I think that's the wrong time. I remember saying that. Well, that's what I said. Time I was oh, get there. Um, it, was it was during one of the talks. It, it was, was during one of the Aaron's, talks because I, I remember sitting at the back and it then Simon Aaron's. was like, "Oh, it's it's Stephen, it's Stephen, it's Stephen, it's Stephen." Yeah, because you I was just like, and I just saw this. I just saw this wall of ginger hair walk that way with a red top. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's him." <laughs> no, that was that was a triple. 
Um, that was <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Trust me, Stephen. It's earlier than you think it was. It really, because I, I, you know, you messaged and said, oh, "I'll get there about midday," and then you ended up. I think I swear. I swear. No, I, was, oh, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. Do you, do you remember the the Australian um, takeoff that JG had done? It made, no. I think you turned up then. Didn't you turn up just after that? Then you must have done. Yeah, it. just after I think. You uh, did a spoof. You I did a def- spoof like a Steve Irwin version. No, of, I oh, just yeah, I got there about ten minutes before because that was just after Aaron. That was after Aaron's talk. Yes, it was. Said, yeah. yeah, and I got I de- I got there during Aaron's because I was tra- like I I saw Clive and I like put my stuff in the <laughs> mic said hello and then you and then I noticed you guys because he's had your t-shirts like uh, he's had your. T-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and I was Everyone just like, mentioned our t-shirts. <laughs> and um, and I was like, and because I, I was like, and obviously I, I have, I've seen you before on camera and stuff, but it was just because these were in the crowd, I didn't really see, couldn't really see you. Well, it's uh, one thing seeing that two-dimensional picture. There's the other scene seeing like yes. the full. Well, that's the other thing I'll say about this event. I really enjoyed is the fact it's meeting you in person, Stephen, and meeting Clive in person. That was really nice as well. No, well, obviously, I guess we'll get to that when we get to the the party yeah. stuff. But yeah, no, because just just in, just in a real sort of uh, a summary sense, because I think this is what Simon was getting at is because uh, I touched on this earlier from my point of view. Um, once the convention finished and we did the so well the meal we, we can maybe get into because of, of our table, but um, it just kind of. But after that, I sort of enjoyed it from that point of well, that we, point we on. It was really fun. Came, um, attendees by that point. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's we all, done. We, can just we all just kind of went. Yeah, we we should probably cover this, but we're not going to. We're just going to enjoy this meal. Yeah, I think because <laughs> I kind of went. Do we or don't we? And I think we all sat there going, no, uh, no, no, we're going to enjoy it. I also think as well. Do you remember what we guy? Because I'll, I'll happily say what I talked about, but obviously I'll leave it up to you. As well, but uh, in terms of what you guys said, but um, I don't think uh, the Trek Yard's parents. I, I think we were slightly alarmed about like me being so frank about my like mental health issues and stuff. Like we really you got on. Tell like, you could tell that they were. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, darling. Yeah, no, yeah. No, oh, people, it, don't get me that, wrong. This guy's probably very nice mental, people, yeah. but it was very much sort I of didn't care. Like um, I didn't, I didn't care, and not. I don't. I, I, I couldn't really tell whether they were like just not interested or whatever it was. But anyway, it's that's their that's their beef. But um, I because they they talked to us a little bit beforehand, and then when we started like getting into talking, like um. They just, uh, they I don't just think she could hear us. I don't think the wife. I don't know oh, her I name, but, but I don't think she could really hear us. But and, I, I, enough. But I think and I guess we're talking about wasn't interested. He was a nice enough guy when you got talking to him, but I don't think he was interested at all. Yeah, and I guess I didn't. I think they were were people who didn't really know what to do with someone that had an opinion. Like we we all had a like when they we got on to talking about like um audiences and having a listenership and stuff, and we had mm. like actual opinions about it. And I think they were kind of shocked that we actually had something to say, which was a bit weird. Um, uh, which is, in, I, I do come across occasionally people who do that, where I have an opinion about something and it, it, it seems quite a, a well-thought-out opinion and they kind of react like, oh, that's not what I think. Uh, how do I handle this? <laughs> like, um, and it's like, well, you know, there, this is why I always think, well, this is why I think if you think about what your opinion is, you always look at the other side of the argument as well. Um, so when someone comes up with something that you might be expecting in terms of opposite your view, then you don't respond to it in a way like, oh, I didn't see that coming. What, they, they think that. that It seems weird to me that they do. Yeah, the, the way I got from it, it was very sort of rigid. It was very much, this is what we do as a family. This is how we act. 
and this is what we do. Mm. Then something happens, uh, 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 stiff upper lip, and just that's it. Oh well, but not, it, nice yeah. enough people. It was just, I mean, they, was, they, they, I they thank me. Was... I um, I sent them that photo because they didn't. The camera wasn't working. I took a photo of all three of them together as a family. Oh yeah, and I sent him the image on. And he sent me a message back, which was quite nice. I'll, I'll have to find it and read it. But That's cool. it, was, it was along the lines of, uh, I really appreciate you sending me that photo. Uh, you took a photo of us that we really wanted. And it, it rounded off the evening because it, 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 it's, the one, it's the one photo we missed of, of, of us as a family together. And I thought that yeah. was quite nice. Oh, that was know, cool. Was very appreciative. I mean, they were, they, were, they, were, they were pleasant enough. I mean, like, they're, they're most of But I guess, I just think, I guess, like, the point I was making was more the fact of, like, putting us all on, like, one table, which was, which was fine, obviously. But it was just, like, us that knew each other and then them, like, hit, uh, yeah. the guy from Track Yards and his, and his mom and dad. It was, like, it's a... Was he, he was, had, he, it was sort of talking about Simon. Wasn't he telling you what to do or something or... <laughs> <laughs> that's something you don't mention phil <laughs> no but I'm, I'm laughing because of uh, i remember what i remembered what they were arguing about but, uh... <laughs> but yeah, we had a dis- difference of opinion let's just say that yeah, yeah. so but again you... that's what podcasters are all about <laughs> yeah but I, but anyway, I mean, like we're, we're skip. I, I would say we're sort of skipping ahead because so so skip to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you just want to go through a chronological corner? We just end up talking just random bits here and there from the day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's which is fine. But I mean, I'm sort of like go, sort of going back to a chronological <laughs> sense because then we can talk because this is not going to make sense in, t- in terms of <laughs> this isn't going to make sense in terms of what we're talking about with the track yards guy because we obviously that that would make contextually more sense if we talk about our beef yeah, i guess yeah. with what happened so going back to so i J- met i came at aaron's thing which as we talked yeah. about earlier was really um was really moving and we talked about his kidney problems and stuff yeah. and, we, yeah. and for those that don't know he had like a did we kidney mention this earlier or was this prequel was this prequel we, we did we did mention this earlier yeah 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 yeah. yeah 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 because we said about the crowd that's right because we said about the crowd so about funding and everything else it's when he talked about his kids and then being able to see his kids was yeah. it not? He said he couldn't make thirty drive. Yeah, because it was. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how a lot of his wife, a lot his wife, stood by him for all that time and things like that. And he said he if got... he didn't get a kidney, new kidney, he, they said he wouldn't make thirty. Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't that yeah. right? I think, it, it, he's think sort of like seeing like it, yeah. he wanted milestones. So the first milestone thought, was actually maybe. finishing Star Trek. Then it was seeing his kid grow up. Then it was seeing his kid graduate, and it's that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like sort of a miracle he's still alive, really. I guess. Um, but yeah. So so no, that that, that 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 was a really good like sort of starting point to get in, and I I really liked the sort of like room i like the room we were in but then um i guess from a again if i'm putting my business hat on the actual sort of media space that they gave us was like just not workable like there was just too many of us there and, and yeah because uh, it was only one it was only one table right near us yeah, yeah it, 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 it did cramped. feel like um if people come over to us there was too many of us there it wasn't sort of welcoming because one of the things very... i noticed which again isn't your fault because um I, you know i had like a banner that i would have put up behind me but like um I didn't put that up because it made no real sense, and and also like I think when they came to see you guys and you had a bunch of stuff to give out, I think they assumed we were all part of one podcast, like which yeah, is I totally fine, yeah. which is totally yeah. fine. Um, but it just really, um, because of what happened later, mm. 
um, that assumption re- probably remained intact. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, not that I have, again, I have no, it all benefits us all being listened to podcast wise. So I don't mean it in that sense that I, I'm like, oh, I should be given, you know, I, I should, I want to, I want people to know about Maeve's. Like I, I, yeah, exactly, I, yeah. I, I was angry. I was angry for all of her, like we said about, you know, what we were We've, teaching. I think what you're getting is collectively, we've always said kind of, yeah, us, Geek Apocalypse and uh, some kind of... I was just thinking that. Yeah. We are the Borg. <laughs> Lower your shields and give us free advertisements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Prepare to be boarded, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And Clive, I'm sorry. <laughs> a kind of, kind of the same sort of... Same... Um... Concept, same ideas. I don't quite know what I'm getting at, but it's that sort of. Um, well, I think like I mean, again, this is one of this is this is one of the reasons I think um, the huge advantage of 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 people being consumers and general fans of what they're doing, and it's obvious that we are with what we talk about. Um, and I, cl- I include Clive in this. I think that's a huge advantage to. Um, and I think what you're hinting at is that the, there are certain people you meet who are involved in certain industries that don't love their industry they're in. They just do it for work and all this kind of thing, which is perfectly okay. But it, but if you have a trained eye to that, you can see it that really easily, or at least I can when I watch things. Um, you can see someone who has no real interest in asking the questions they are to people and to me, I'm bored of watching that on a from t- television to chat shows and stuff where they ask yeah, stuff can, that I've heard a million times. Tell. There's the subtle signs. There's the there's the there's the staring somewhere else. There's the not really interested. There's the lona nona turning the voice, and I'm just there because I'm having to be. And you and uh, to give you, if you've ever done any media, you know, any media studies, you know, a university type thing. Um, it, it is the actual rule in interviewing if you're stuck for it, you know, because uh, the way that I do interviewing is very improvised and it's like I have ideas in my head, but I will uh, I have a listen, respond type. type uh, and I, I don't, I should say at this point, actually, I've said interview probably way more times than I would like to because I actually don't like that word. Um, I actually the idea conversation. Of, yes, it's a conversation yes. indeed. Yes, um, How about that, sure, but it, but it, it interviews. <laughs> but, in it, but interview in interview in these kind of settings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I say the word haberdashery, it makes these two laugh. Yeah. Like, I was trying to like get through that. I was trying to get through that sentence. You said it. Yeah. I was trying to like get through that sentence. I started giggling. Like, um, but anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, but interview in the context we're talking about sometimes feels like an interrogation. You know, because it's like you're, you're asking them What's like, you for breakfast? Yeah, Tell me now. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite color? Yeah. But it's like, you know, like, um, I can give you another example. We were sitting in Nolan North's conference in MCM and someone from some company who clearly been sent there and they didn't really know anything about this person asked him, did ask him, is he, uh, what did he think of the weather? And I'm like, this is Nolan North. Like, I, 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 I there, there is, yeah. That's like the most <laughs> random question you could ask anyone, celebrity or otherwise. Yeah. It's like, Everyday small talk you 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 have with a stranger or something. So yeah, it's the, the, it's the classic yeah. it's the classic example of someone who's way over their head, yeah. out of their depth, 
And it, what I was talking to in regards to training, if you ever like do any training in regards to how to interview someone, and again, it isn't the exact science, and people do it a million different ways. Yeah. That, that, that's the sort of conversations I'd have with like customers when I'm serving them. Yeah. Work. I mean, how many times do you sit in a pub with your mates and go, wow, the weather? Like, <laughs> nev- never. And I, I, I talk about everything. Like, I, I mean, there is no tub subject off limits. Um, it's one of the reasons, it's one of the most beautiful things about having friends is that you can talk about literally anything that comes up. But I would not bore them with something so mundane and so irrelevant. So, like, Phil, uh, sorry, what's the weather like outside? <laughs> yeah. How's that uh, sun, no, Simon, in front of your face? You uh, <laughs> just look very white. Um, you got a spotlight on. Simon's general complexion. Yeah, yeah. He's been assimilated by the Borg. <laughs> I am Simon from the Borg. You will not get tan. That would be funny. That would be, be funny if he's, just, he's talking well, and all of a sudden you just see be, them. They'll be around What are they no. called? The, the, what are the, 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 the tubes thing? Tubules. Thing. Yeah, tubules, yeah. <laughs> just see them and it's just all of a sudden he's like, ah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> That'd be great. But um, but yeah, I, as I, as I was touching on, I don't like the word interview for that reason. Like it's a as 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 Phil was saying, it's a com it's a conversation, and it's like it's it's your opinions on things. It's being open about to talk about whatever you want, and and so I don't really I, I don't really sort of like that in like that in general. Um, and the problem is in the things I just talked about. If you look at certain chat shows, you can tell that they're not trained either not trained in that or they're scared of silence. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I I kind of get that because I've had no media training. I've, I've I haven't had anything at all. But I, I I talk and my whole job is is talking on the telephone. So yeah. I'm kind of used to it. But no, no, no. sometimes when there's that it. telephone gone to face to face, it can be difficult. And I do understand. Oh, if that. anyone you looks, just get it, used to it. I mean, I, I, if anyone I, I kind of look up to, and I guess is similar to the way I approach things, even though again it's my own sort of slant on it because it's my personality. Really, it's really who I am. Um, I, I'm I kind of like Larry King, like, but you know, Larry King, who was a legend in broadcasting, has a, 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 a huge amount of criticism because if if you look, if anyone had a basic manual about how to interview people, he interviews people way differently than 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 someone would conventionally be taught. Um. Uh, but I think he does it in a more interesting way. Um, I, I think he's great um, uh, because uh, I give you a great example of that. One, ones that I kind of think is fits fits what I what I think I do is um, is he Frank Sinatra. Uh, this was probably I don't know how old you guys are, but um, it's probably even, I think it was even I don't know when it was, but it was a long time ago. But Frank Sinatra's daughter got kidnapped. Right, um, okay. and held for ransom. I didn't even know about this until I saw the episode on YouTube. Someone had like uploaded it. No, it's it's a big time. Because um, I'm like, I don't, I know very little about Frank Sinatra. I, I think he's overrated. If I can be controversial, like, but there you go. Um, and and he went on Larry King, and um, his publicist goes up to Larry King, goes, "Oh yeah, so Frank Sinatra's on. He's he's very happy to be on. Don't bring up his daughter." And he's like, "Well, isn't that the reason he's coming on?" <laughs> like yeah. you know, isn't that the reason he's like in the news? I mean, he hasn't had a hit in fifteen years or something, and and he's like his daughter's been kidnapped, and like what else is he coming on? And like so he's yeah. taking advantage of it by we can't talk about it. So this is how Larry King got round it, and I think this is a prime example of of how you should you know trust your instincts and all this kind of thing. So the PR was like you know if you mention it, we'll not be happy if we threatened to walk out the interview and all this kind of thing. 
so he goes in the interview, he talks about his music, obviously his legendary career and, and what he's been up to and all this kind of thing. And then randomly in the interview, Larry King goes, um, so your your PR guy before the show said, like, um, uh, you know, we, we can't bring up your daughter. Uh, why is that? <laughs> oh, dear. So, so no, but, it, no, but you, if you think about it, right, if you actually think about the way he phrased it, he didn't technically break what the PR guy asked him. He didn't ask because he, he he said I didn't I didn't ask him about his daughter and about the ransom. I asked him why we couldn't talk about it. Yeah, which is genius. Which is Chicken genius. Chicken and egg. Which is yeah. genius. Made of tomato. Yeah. So <laughs> if you think about it, that's a great way of doing it. And there's been examples where I've got onto conversations with people. Um, I, I can give you an example in mentally and mentally sound, which is a radio show that I do. Um, about mental health, where um, I'm picking up an award actually next um, next month, next week, which is cool. Um, but um, there's a guy on that show, um, and I'll not mention his name just in case he doesn't want to. But um, there's a guy who contributes to that show. If you listen to it, you'll know who it is. Um, who has had issues with self harm, and we actually did a story about um, suicide. And um, being the host, and with that, you, you've got to have certain you know, instinct, oh, your instinct as a human being is to go, you might not want to talk about it because it's a personal you, thing. You and... need to unearth it, but yeah. not dig in too much. Um, so I actually waited for him to bring it up. Um, and again, like I touched on with it being in the public domain, once they do that, that's their permission to go, are we okay to bring it up? Um, because we talked about that and then he just said a sentence. We, we talked about it without bringing up him, but I could tell he was passionate about it because I knew, I knew, I know him as a person. Yeah. And then he just goes, and you know, as someone who's, who suffers with self-harm, um, in the past, suffered with self-harm in the past, this is obviously a real, you know, important story for me. And I went, and so that went, all oh, right. So we were, cause I was thinking, are we okay to bring this up? And he's like, oh yeah, of course. And so that led me to go. So in relation to what you went through, you know, could you compare the, the two? And cause that, that's obviously interesting as someone who's got far more experience about it than I have. I mean, I've had issues with self harm before, but nowhere near to the no, nowhere near to the mm. extent of someone who actually has it as a problem. Yeah. Um, that was when, I was actually when I was like extremely ill, you know, in the sense of physically ill as opposed yeah, enough, to, well, yeah. mentally ill as opposed to um, as opposed to someone who just has a, a, a I guess a, a much wider problem. Um, you know, he's had it for he had it for years, and I guess is my point. So, um, yeah, it was just a good comparison. So that's an example of where you wait for them to bring it up and then. Then, then you, you, it's permission for you to go. Right, we're gonna, we're gonna. Great, we can talk about it. The elephant in the room has spoken, and so we can, we can ask, we can ask certain stuff. So yeah, it, it, it's happened, it's happened a few times uh, when I've interviewed people where you could tell it's like the elephant in the room of should we bring it up? Like I just touched on with Norman Lovett. It's like yeah. we bring up, um, do we bring up the obvious thing of like you know how yeah, it's yeah. the Well, I, I, I knew about that, but I. I, it was only something that my father-in-law had told me, and he mentioned it before the convention. I went, no, I don't really know what he's talking about. But then I thought about it, and I thought, oh, yes, of course, that would have pissed him off. But, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He was supposed to be in back there, if you know that story. Was he really? Yes. He was going to be um, uh, the Russian scientist girl, played by Sophie Wunkerman. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, really? like Holly's lines became yeah. her lines. So she right. wasn't going to be in it at all. The character, her character, and Holly was going to bring them back to Earth. Um, so the whole thing of her bringing, you know, coming up with a device that sends them back to Earth and opens mm. the time portal thing 
was going to be Holly. Holly was going to like talk to them. He was going to be right. back on the screen and say, "Guys, I've come up with something," and um, he was going to be in it. But um, Doug, uh, because of the the fact that like they had so much of a limited budget, they didn't know how to work out him being on the screen, him being there, and, yeah. and they couldn't work it out. And so he's like, "I'm not sure we can have you in it." And so, not apparently that the story goes. As he mentions this on the DVD commentary that supposedly the story is that. Um, uh, he kept procrastinating and t- like kept going. I'm not sure. I'll get back to you, Norman. I'll get back to you, Norman. I'll get back to you. And then finally, like Norman just rang him up. I think didn't even speak to him. Just left him a message on his answer machine. Or I may, I may be wrong. He might have told them on a on the phone. But basically, just said, uh, "I'd like to not be considered for Red Dwarf anymore because I'm, I feel like I'm being messed around." And Doug tried to say, "Yes, that is actually true. Yeah. I remember that. I remember him talking about that." Yes. And so yes, that's true. So um, I think he, I think he said that uh, on the interview I did with him that basically that he reiterated that story. Yeah. So um, so basically like he just felt he'd been messed around and he's like I have I, I think he was like you know he's a regular stand-up comedian so he's got gigs and stuff so I felt like he I think he was had other opportunities to work and so he's just like I, I can't wait any longer and he was like yeah if, I can't be messed he, around he, all this time and he. Quite, I guess maybe quite rightly for like you know I'm part of the old crew. If you really wanted me, then you should pencil me in, and I'll I'll save the dates. If you and so I understand it from that point of view. But like Doug took it as you know I'm uh, Doug took it as a maybe an insult, and that I'm trying to get you in it, but it just takes time, and it's it's not my pro, it's not my you know it's not my money. So I'm trying, it's I'm I'm, try, I'm trying. So I, I think there was just a mis miscommunication yeah. little things like that especially when it comes to text messages or or emails or you don't understand what someone's saying mm. it can it can snowball but this idea of apparently like there was a rumor that he he was bitter about it coming back which apparently isn't which as far as i can tell isn't true uh, he, no it wasn't it was purely nice the fact it. that he was getting messed around yeah. that was the, that was the only thing and the fact i think he gets obviously because he's he says he's got such a noticeable appearance being that everyone saw his head in red dwarf yeah that um you, I guess he's just a bit sick of people asking him. He said, that's what he told me. He's like, so many people come up and go, why weren't you in that? And he's like, oh, God. Another one that doesn't know why. Yeah. Uh, I have to explain why. But anyway, uh, game another round. So the, the um, next week was the John Carrigan talk. Yes, which I was there for. So, yes, that's, yeah. So there we go. It We're must on have track. been about, was it? It must have been about, around about lunchtime, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was, half it was 11. about that. I did. I didn't quite. I, I, I'm going to sound really horrible here, but I can understand he's he's done stuff. Yes. I can understand that he, in compared to a lot of people, he is a very well known actor and is a good actor. But he just come across as one of those people that had gone past the point where he should have stopped and then thought, "No, I will. I will change my lifestyle and I do want to become an actor." Fair play for him to do that, but I just didn't get it. I didn't. I was a bit like. When he was going on about his karate and he met these actors and said, I want to be an actor or you can go and do it. And it, I got to the point of thinking, nah, I don't really get you. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm, I'm talking out of turn, but I didn't quite. Uh, to me, I was sort of maybe because I've not really seen too much of him in. So maybe I, maybe I don't appreciate what he's done, but mm. it was almost like, OK, fair enough. But can we get Aaron back on? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you, yeah, that's... Yeah, what do you guys think? I don't think I really saw it, so I don't really want to comment on something I didn't really see I'd, much of. I wasn't. I, I don't think I was. I was. I think I did really much see it much of it either. Really, I think at the time, I think I was. Um, I think I was looking around the trading, um, the, the small stores. I think at the time, so I wouldn't have been paying attention to it. If I'm honest, busy buying mugs. 
Yes. Yeah, I think you. I think you got. Yeah, I don't remember you guys being there. I remember it was me and Clive. I remember Clive was uh, blogging. I was like writing his blog about it. Um, I listened to it and I understood Phil's point. Um, I get his point. I, I wouldn't. I, I. I. Maybe a tad harsh, I would say, <laughs> in what you said, but I don't mean that. In a, um, because. Because, but I, 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 don't, I don't appreciate because I've not seen what he's been in. If, uh, and I think that's probably, that's probably what, what it is, Phil. But, but I'm coming from, like, to reiterate what I mean by that, I don't think it's unfair in terms of Phil saying that. I'm just saying, I guess, I have the benefit of I, I interviewed him later on that day. And I'd obviously read a little bit about him because I have to say I'd, I'd never heard of him before I went there. I was like, no, I, I, and I was so obviously I'm like, I have if I, you know, there's there's not doing research and then there's like needing to know who someone is. I can't just go, yeah. so who yeah. are you and where are you from? Like I felt like it was a you know, blind date or something. <laughs> uh, he, you know. he comes across as someone who's probably quite arrogant and a little bit up himself and a bit. He's this not. is what I've done because I, pre- I I achieved it. He's not. It was. It was I, no, I, I, I think, just, what, I I think it was a bad speech. I, t- I tell you what, it, what did it for me mm-hmm. was that Aaron was talking, yes. JG was talking, and Claudia was talking, and he hadn't got a mic. And then he oh, got the God. mic and went, mic oh, it's problems. my turn to talk now, is it? <laughs> and I suddenly thought, nah, all right. There's, there's been a joke and there's been... Maybe, look, maybe I'm, like Simon said, judging a book by the cover, but I think that just sort of... We I need to mention that. We need to mention the mic... Uh, the mic issues, right? <laughs> Jeez, right. Yeah, what the yeah, hell was co- going constant, on? Constant problems with the yeah. mic. You had two that were working, then one that I had to keep switching them, and yeah, it was a bit. I'll do it. I'll do it. Train though, couldn't you? Because every time there was a mic problem, they made a laugh out of it. Oh yeah, and I think at one point when there was a screeching, I think I had to cover my ears at one point because I think I was like, yeah. For the benefit of people listening, I will now do a demonstration. So here's my demonstration of yeah of of the thing that. Of the what's going on about that? <laughs> it was just there was so many there was so many cutting out mics, and you just hear the guy in the background going and I, I going like oh it's and, he, and I, there there's so many excuses there was like oh it's this dead there's this dead pigeon in the corner that's do, that, that that's interfering with it. <laughs> didn't, so. didn't Claudia just get rid of the mic and start shouting? Yeah, she went other yeah. yeah. it, yeah. well, it was I loved the oh this interference. From what? Yeah. From what exactly? Because <laughs> right at the beginning of the day, I kind of went... page of visit. All right, okay. Yeah. I'll do, like what I, I'll do what I yeah. did at Thirsty 3. I'll just go over to the guy and say, right, can you attach this to your gear? Easy to do it. Just... And he just went, um, um, I don't quite know what I'm doing with it. Simon's talking about his, um, his um, professional... Um, I, I don't think I've got a lead for it. Phone. Seriously, you're a sound guy and you don't know you don't have a spare lead, you don't have this thing, you don't have this thing. So it's like, well, that's a screwed then. That's... Uh, I said on my interview to the podcast, uh, the introduction, I was like, because uh, I mentioned the sound issues in the introduction, and I was like, and I made the joke in it, which I'll make now. Of um, at one point, he says over this when he does, he did the, you know, like he was doing the odd announcements in between like the seminars and stuff. Oh, here's um, my cards now. Yeah, he, yeah, and he goes, "Oh, there's some of my cards out on the front," and I'm like, "Good luck with that." I'm like, uh, no, it was, the joke I, my c- cards kind of <laughs> Yeah, um, um, it's really uh, great. <laughs> um, I did the joke of my joke in the introduction was, uh, "Good luck with that," because I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't let him look after a potted plant. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a worse sound guy, and if I was running that convention, I would ask him to give me his money, my money back. 
Um, that's how serious I would have took that. Like it was, it was. I, I think the only way he got away with it was because the whole thing was togetherness right at the start. It was, yeah. we'd been together, yeah. we're working. Together. Like everyone laughed at it and it kind of like, oh, you know, bad, bad stuff. It gave happened. a few laughs. Yeah. Toward, it broke the ice a lot for the interviews as well, and it it, it, it got the actors into it. But, but it was just yeah, so painful. It got painful. Like you know, if it happens a couple of times, then that's understandable. But it just got pain. It just became started to become painful. Maybe it was JG's sunglasses that caused it. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> sabotage. Maybe it made sabotage. Maybe it was the people who owned Star Trek. They're like, we're not going to let you. You can't hear. You can't hear the guests. <laughs> Some <laughs> big boss going. We own the yeah. rights. Yeah, we own the rights. Yeah, own the rights. You cannot hear them speak. Yeah. Yes, we own the rights. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a great joke. Yeah, we own the rights to their voices. JJ <laughs> can't talk because uh, we copyrighted his voice because he <laughs> talks like Martok. Uh, and Aaron cannot talk like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We own the voice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was that obviously. Um. But actually... I would just say, like, just to end the thing on John Corrigan, is that, um, so I did get to talk to him for about eight, nine yeah, minutes. please enlighten me, because I feel like a bit of an ogre at the moment. Um, <laughs> and I just was saying to you, if you listen to my interview, and I recommend you do, is just, <laughs> just on the, not, not I know that's, I, I would obviously anyway, but I'm just saying in comparison to this, because, you know, I want you to hear him, him talk. No, I will, I will, because um, I, need, because... I need to hear the other side of him, because, because... I've got the wrong opinion. Um, I agree with you in terms of uh, my point is I would if I if if me I watch the same as you and I have virtually the same opinion in terms of that speech, but I I put it down to having talked to him individually as it was just a bad speech. It was just a bad seminar. Um, when I actually okay. got to talk to him, he was really humble. Um. He was interested and obviously haven't read about him because, again, I'll hold my hands up and no, I had no idea who he was. And I was like, what has he done and, and what can I ask him about? Um, being an MMA fan and, like, a, a, in, in a general, like, I mean, I like Bruce Lee and, I've, and um, I've seen a bunch of Bruce Lee films. So I'm like, so I was just like, that's interesting on that level. And the fact that he went, he went to America to basically, he got so fascinated by Bruce Lee and he took, I can't remember which film he said that he'd watched, but... Um, uh, maybe the first Bruce Lee film, but um, he, he went to America. He just decided to take what money he had, went to America, and actually sought out the guy that taught Bruce Lee. Um, the I can't remember the name of the the martial art, but the martial art that Bruce Lee came up with, and he actually like like just spent the time in the in the in that uh, in that facility. Oh, yeah. in the guy's respect to basically try and to because it's not a thing where you can just walk in and go train me so he basically just did whatever it took for the guy to teach him it and he's actually like a black belt in it and stuff and oh, yeah. so you could okay. literally kick everybody's ass in that room so <laughs> um so um i found that fascinating so that that kind of started the ball rolling and just obviously talked about gene meeting gene Roddenberry. and i have to say i don't and i want to know what you guys think because we'll get to the when we i guess we'll get to the auction but I actually thought the least respected like stuff in the auction that was like he had a bunch of stuff that Gene Roddenberry gave him like the I know and, and no one gave a crap. And nobody. What did it only go for about six hundred quid or something? I don't know, but it was way less than I thought. I mean, and they would be it worth was less than the book. They would be worth. I thought it would have gone for personally. I was sitting there thinking. Surely it was gone for. It should have gone for a lot more. But like five, there you go. I was thinking. I was going as soon as they said that. I'm thinking that's easily a couple of thousand to begin with. Yeah. Is that, yeah. 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 
Because as he said, literally, what literally, you know, if you ever go to an auction and you're a huge Trekkie or you're a huge fan of something, you want something that's unique, and that is literally as unique as it gets. And yeah, by the actual creator from his desk, you yeah, know? like the actual creator of the series with the original scripts from original, like, uh, and I'm like, that's that's worth its weight in gold for a fan. Like, so I, I, I would have, I would, I actually go for. It, not was a lot. it less than 500 quid? Not a lot. It was a few hundred pounds, I thought. But... It's a few hundred pounds, so the person who got it got it very cheap. I mean, the said when they put it up, it'd be worth more. 500, 600 quid. Mm. Even the, like, the, one of the, when they were holding it up and like hardly anyone was bidding to begin with, they were like, if you even buy it now, maybe like, you know, a hole in your pocket, but it'd be worth far more. Uh, it's one of these things that will get more mm. more lucrative as it, as it, as time goes on, really. Um, especially, I mean, especially you know the person who you're getting it from, the person it's originally from is is dead. So you know, yeah, well, exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, going going back to so I suppose chronological order after yes. John's talk, there was, was a bit a of a gap speech, because you just, just a load of it was just a bad load of photoshoots, load of yeah. photoshoots. I think wasn't there. Yes. Yeah, I um, I got a well, actually, I got a photo with. I think I got a photo with. Oh, I got, I got JG's uh, autograph from JG first, which I thought was really nice. We um, got come pi- simultaneously, didn't we, Jamie? What's that? We got it simultaneously. We both did yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, what picture did you choose? Because I think you picked a different one to me. Uh, didn't you? Um, I went for the um season promo one, that sort of thing. Yeah, I um, bought it. Yeah, the one I went for was um, where he's can't remember what episode, but he's sitting on the bridge of his his ship and um, he's where and there's like loads of smoke like fog surrounding him, and he said that was his like his favourite picture. I didn't even know it was. Like, I thought everyone's picking. It. I thought I'll try. I'll pick something different. But um, yeah, apparently I, I, he said to me, "Oh yeah, that's actually my favourite one." Because he re- when he was when they were filming, he really liked sort of the atmosphere and how it looked between the shots. So he got that picture taken, nice. which I thought was quite cool. So, I mean, what do you guys think of? Because we we skipped over Aaron and like, I mean, did you guys did you guys get to, like did you speak to him at all? No, um, I didn't get a chance. Unfortunately, no. I don't think we did. I don't think we did get a chance to speak to him actually. Which how even did you talk to him? Like, did you when you got something signed? I, I briefly spoke to him, and I thought it was lovely. I was just going to say, you know, I loved his pictures on Facebook. So I mean, gonna... considering we were like two tables away from him, I, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I, I thought he was incredibly nice. Yeah. He came up to us at the end of the night, though. He Remember, did, yeah. we were all sitting there, we, me and you were right in depth in a conversation. Yeah. He walked yeah, up and he went, see you later, and I looked him round and just, okay, who's the random? Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, he went, I'll see you later, guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll I think like that. for a bit, like, yeah. sort of a bit taken back it, but it was really, really nice. Yeah. But, um, I actually got a photo with him as well because that this yeah, that's one thing I regretted. I've got any photos. That you didn't get a photo. Mm. You got what? one with a joint one. Yeah, we did get a joint one. Well, oh yeah, that some... one. Yeah, which is well, that's got a story. I mean, that's pretty... in its own right. Yeah, I mean but, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, get yeah, to that. Got, we'll get to that. I, I got a photo with him because at destination Star Trek Three, I'd already got his autograph. So I thought, well, it'd be quite nice this time if I got a photo with him. But yeah, I think I think I got that. Um, I've gone for a bit of bit of lunch, and I think that was um, about quarter to two. I got that. Well, what did you have for lunch, Jamie? Because you were well, so have... impressed about telling us about your lunch. <laughs> I just said I had lunch. That's it. Oh, the whole day it was just kind of. Oh, are we having lunch? Are we? Is it happening? It's like. Well, you guys did, but I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna miss out on it. So I, I went for a lunch myself. It was lovely. <laughs> Very nice lunch. Where did you go? What did you do? Actually, I'm interested because I don't know. 
<laughs> well, when you go for a lunch, Stephen, what you do is you order some food. And but they... where in the con- did he go? Like, did he go to the hotel or did he actually go? Yeah, he was, he was just at the hotel. Yeah, where, where the where the convention was. He was just where the uh, bar was. All oh, right. You know, okay. out. Yeah. So, I didn't even add it. You had sandwiches, was, was it, darling? Nice. I had a I had a sandwich. I had already had a, a McDonald's at this by that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I knew Simon wouldn't eat anything. And it's adrenaline. You run on adrenaline. Yeah. No, me and Simon went and went, went and had our photos taken at the captain's chair. Captain's that chair. Was, that was fun. So yeah, because that, that was, was good fun. From the Aaron, um, that was really fun. Yeah. They were... oh, what I thought was strange was David's girlfriend having really sort of, well, I don't know who's his girlfriend or wife, but shall I say risque photos on each one of the captain's chair? I was a bit like, I don't want to sit on those now. <laughs> I don't know. Did you I not see that? Them, no. I'm sure it was David's girlfriend, I'm sure, or I wife. I know the person you're talking about, Phil, but yeah, I'm not going to say anything, so... I'm, right, I'm staying out of that one. Anyway, going back to the photos. <laughs> Can I just say the pictures that we got on the chairs, they will probably end up on our blog post, so you'll be seeing them. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say, because re- they re- will re- do. Really I got some, we got, we got some, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was when we were on, the, was it the, the original series one? But you feel the look on your face was <laughs> so cool. I can't, he's like, oh, is that when I do my Spock impression? Well, I'm yeah, like, that, yeah, that was so fun. Yeah. Oh, I can reveal, I can reveal, right, because I actually put some of my stuff from... Um, my mobile phone, like, because occasionally, like, because I'm always paranoid about losing, like, photos on my phone as I'll put them on my computer. And so I transferred all the files, and they took a little bit longer. That's, that's cool. I never yeah, saw it. I haven't seen that. Yeah. So I feel just hold up his phone with yeah, the picture. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. showing them in the captain's chair, which, which, yeah. as they say, they'll do a blog about it. I think, um, what, what I'll do as well, because I haven't wrote a blog in a bit, is, um, I'll, I'll write a blog about FCD kind of, and, uh, crowbar this episode in, um, and, like, put a link to this episode. But, um, I'll put my photos on as well, but yeah, oh, that's yes, cool. This yes. is a picture of Jamie. <laughs> yeah, um, picture of me in the, uh, yeah, yes. But so um, so the, the story I was going to do, right, because was, did you, who, who, who used, does it? Was it Phil? Did you do it, Phil? Did you take the photos for me? Someone, what, one photos of you? Yeah, for the, for the Klingon share thing, I think I asked one of you guys to take photos for me on that. Uh, I think, I think that might have been Phil. I, I think I took a few of you. Oh, maybe you might yeah. Um, I asked one of you who was there, and I was like, oh, would you mind doing that? Because I never got a chance to. And it was like, yeah, I think, an actual party, because I'm wearing my waistcoat, so it was like sometime then. Were those and pictures I... actually any good? Well, the reason I'm bringing this up, right, <laughs> and uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, and it was... It would have been so, Jamie, it was the bad photos. Oh, thank yeah. you, Phil. It, it, what did you say there? I'm not that bad with technology, Phil. I don't have to press a button to take a photo, Phil. Well, when Jamie takes a photo with my camera, yeah, he, he goes up there and he's, he's doing it. But when I see Jamie taking the photo, he has to push the button on yeah. the screen. It's a touch screen. Yeah. But as you see him doing it, I see him go, ooh, ooh, ooh. The oh, phone I feel just bad. goes. I feel bad now because I, I didn't realize this was like a regular thing. Cause, um let me try and find a photo Jamie took of the me. Photos were, like, the, totally the photos like were the... fine, Jamie, but the, the, the joke, the, the thing I was just going to bring up, and it was just a, it was just a, a passing fun thing, oh, I thought, Jamie. was just that, like, there was about 500 of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, but which was weird. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. That's his age, just so and so and so. That's what I fancy yeah. doing to you right now, Phil. Yeah, yeah, I apologise for like flat, uh, adding fuel to this fire, but um, don't worry about it. Happens, I, don't worry, it happens all the time. It's always me. Don't worry about but it. But I just meant like I just was. It just was funny that when I looked at the folder of like what I transferred on my phone, and there was like fifty versions of the same picture, and I was like, what? What? That must. That was weird. It must have just. <laughs> you know, 
Um, that was but, Jamie probably going, oh, there's no yeah. flash. Yeah, that's a <laughs> But um, But yeah, it's no, okay. Sure well, but, uh, but, uh, no, seriously, I thank you for doing that. But um, I'm going to well, put them in me blog post. Because there's a weird, I have a weird, I do a weird sort of pose in the Klingon one. I'm like, sort of like going, whoa. I, I think just you should really make weird. like a flip book out of it. You might just kind of. A <laughs> flip book, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem is they're just literally the same. So I don't know whether it just like <laughs> went like that really fast. Like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that was the photo. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> what, like on a completely like random thing. What phone is that, Phil? Uh, it's um, HTC M8. Okay. I say, Other phones are available. Very good quality. <laughs> well, I say that, 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 but as we touched on earlier, that record, the recording for uh, GHG uh, was was really good. I was really sort of paranoid about it, but um. Uh, no, actually, this good. this phone um this phone did the I don't know if you've got on my YouTube or our YouTube page. We've got a a video of um Leonard Nimoy talking at Destination Star Trek Three. All right. And he's actually singing with his grandson. His grandson's playing the guitar, and he's singing. And there's a section of the interview uh, that's it's probably one of his last ones because he, obviously, well, a couple of years back he died. So a couple of years later he died, should I say. I think but, it was um, actually his last one. Well, I think it was his last public appearance. At least yeah, not, last at, public, at conven- yeah. At a convention, yeah. Which and that I'm... is just this. Is, that is me going, I'm trying to watch this, but I'm going to stick that there and just record and see what happens because I'm not watching this for a screen. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this. <laughs> what was that, Sai? Which I ruined by ringing you, similarly to... Well, well, basically, what happened was I thought I would record the whole thing. Uh... Simon couldn't get in. We were supposed to be in, and Simon was having... An, you were having an autograph with... Max Groncheck. Max, yeah, and you he missed the, the... To get into Nenad Nemoy, I was like, where's Simon? <laughs> and um, it got in, so I thought I'd, I could either record it or I could ring Simon and let him listen. So oh, I rang cool. Simon and let him listen, and he couldn't hear it. I, but I didn't know he couldn't hear it because I couldn't talk to him because I wasn't supposed to be on the phone. <laughs> so, but then I ended up recording it and then thought, sorry, I'll just do a video. Fair enough. Anyway, but, yeah. but um, but the but if you ever say like you know I'm a huge basketball fan and like you see reporters all the time when they're doing like media conferences and stuff that they stick their phone on the table while they're talking. Like the the, the mobile phone qualities. Like I do that whenever I do any like sort of um. I'm going to probably take my phone to this award thing for Mentally Sound and try and get to talk to the organisers of the event, and I'm yeah. just going to take my phone and um, a quiet it's place. Really, to... really good quality. The, the quality is really unbelievable now, and obviously you use free apps and stuff that makes it like ridiculously easy to do, and uh, they're a great substitute. Like I, I, I wouldn't obviously do it for like a full version like this because we're obviously, you know, as you can hear, we're all using their different type of microphones. Uh, but um, it, whenever you're like in a mobile place, um. As a, I always have my phone as a backup if I if I haven't got a a, a good quality microphone with me and um, yeah well, I started using mine in Destination Star Trek and this is why the boys always laugh when I get the people that come on our show to do the hi you're listening to the Gage podcast because while I was there I was literally anyone I got a Larry Lemon check I got the the guy the, that crazy German guy who's got all of the um, <laughs> Um, who's got all of the, what's he called, the memorabilia. And he couldn't work it out. I said, he goes, he goes, all engaged parcel has listened to, he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. And we did, couldn't use it in the end. But I've done it with the Red Shirt Diaries and, and all sorts when we've interviewed them. Just, yeah, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> in other words, Stephen, he'll be asking for one before we finish. Well, He's already done one, but he'll do another one. No, whatever. I'm cheap. So we've got up to Claudia the... talk. Was it? Yes. Next. 
Yeah. I didn't really. I, I didn't really. I don't know where I was. I think I was. I think I was messing around with you taking pictures. I think. I yeah, I don't. I don't remember the talk. I, I think, don't I think something I like there. that. I wasn't there. I don't. Um, I remember not a lot of people wanting to ask her questions, which uh, which was weird. Like, I mean, yeah, I thought because she... I was I was there. I, I think at the time I was actually I thought I thought I took was really good. I felt it, even though I've never watched Pepper on Five. I thought it was quite interesting. Oh, yeah. I remember so, I was stood up at the back and then I, I yeah because I think you were... no Sam rung me, Sam rung me, so I went out, <laughs> spoke to my wife. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> bye bye Claudia. See you later. <laughs> Gotta go. And my other woman. <laughs> but it was it was okay, and she talked about uh she talked about a new book, didn't she as well? Because obviously she auctioned that later, like a new. Oh, book. Yeah, I, I think that was just said new boob. Then I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only yeah. you can think that. <laughs> now that now that was a story. <laughs> that was a now that would be a story when the bell breaks. Um, yeah. um but yeah, I think didn't she say like the the book? Did she say that yeah. it was like with a key. <laughs> that, that book that book was a a first check edition, so it hadn't been spell checked or hadn't been double checked. That's right. It was like the only copy. I think. I think. How much did it go for in the end? It, it went for six hundred quid, and she threw in Playboy and magazines yeah, and literally anything she had. She and also she said she'd out. sleep with them, which I, I don't know yeah. how true that was, but uh. yeah, uh, she yeah she did say she'd sleep with them. She yeah. did. Didn't an Iranian guy win? I don't know. Well, well, did you see there was a, it was it was at, it was at something like it was at something like two it was at something like a couple of hundred, and then and Phil Phil was you secretly hoping all along that you'll be able to bid for it and yeah get everything. No, you know I think I know what Stephen's going to say. It was a couple of hundred, and all of a sudden he just went five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Because she went, oh, and I'll sleep with some, I'll sleep with whoever wins the bid, and then some like yeah. sort of. Uh, let's be honest, a little like a. <laughs> and Phil was secretly hoping it would be him. Just someone who's like, I just loved it. There was just some guy in the. There was just some guy in the audience who, as soon as she said that, she, he was like four hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> and I'm like, I think she's would. joking, mate. But you know, yeah. get two hundred pound out of you, or four hundred pound if he was the first bidding. So. Well, everyone likes value for money, don't they? <laughs> Phil, and Phil, you wish it had been you, didn't you, Phil? I mean, no, not particularly. I don't. I didn't find her particularly attractive, actually. If I'm I, I gotta say though, for someone who, and when I interviewed her, I I did actually even say this is that uh, for I think she's like fifty or she's over fifty. Is she really? Yeah, and she looks phenomenal for her. I think she still looks amazing. So. So, so she didn't look fifty. No, she, she no, later. She's not my, not my type. Not my yeah, type. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. But um, but I mean, she but obviously I say you know, that about uniform lady from um the. the <laughs> oh, here we go again. Uniform what? Uniform Alice lady. Eve, I think he's referring Alice to. Eve. Oh, uniform lady. Or, or, or who is it? Who is it, Phil? Um, oh, kind of disagree oh. with him on that, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Who. What was it? Uh, Clara. What is it? Oh, funny <laughs> nose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know? I say it as a joke. <laughs> He's got a you don't know. This nose. is how Phil, Phil knows who he fences. No, funny, no. She's got weird legs. She's got a funny face. Don't what know So, yeah. <laughs> Phil goes, for- yeah, it's not real. I always thought I had a weird sort of taste in, in like, you know, so I have I always thought I had a weird taste in sort of celebrity crushes, but even I kind of think Alice Eve is is Just talk to Phil afterwards thing. about it and you'll it's go... It's when you've got the gym okay. mask on, that's when you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there's certain people out there, there's certain actresses that I uh, don't get. Like, um, I always, like, uh, there the, the was a, like, my girl mates always, like, kind of, like, find it completely ridiculous that I don't find Rihanna attractive. Like, I... I don't, no, I don't, don't find her it. attractive. 
like, I don't find Megan Fox attractive at all. No, I, I don't like, get that it's either. Like, it's like watching Bugs no. Bunny. Yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. But it's like, I, I don't get it either. Like, um, I, no, I mean, I would probably prefer the girl that replaced her. Not me personally. Sorry, what was that? I was saying kudos to anyone, you know, people find Mega Fox attractive, fair enough, but again, I'll, I'll move you on that one. Oh, it's all about types, you know. Is that yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, no, everyone's got their type. We, we were actually talking about this when we were talking about the, the face. Being oh, yeah, the right. the, I was telling you about the John Cleese thing, wasn't I, about the the, 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 um, the the human face documentary he did, which was really interesting about the idea. There's a, there's a formula that is like 3.18 or something recurring where... It's free pot like if you measure between your lip and your nose yeah, and then your and your eyebrows to eyebrow oh, eye, it's fantastically interesting um and uh it's a fo- like it, so it's a it's a length it's a length width of about three point one eight inches or something and um you 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 measure it in different parts of your face and like it's symmetrical and the idea is is if you match this distance between every like orifice yeah, of, of yeah. your face. Um, it's apparently like the the formula for being essentially beautiful, and um, the reason that it's got some sort of like credibility is because it matches like not necessarily the most attractive people, but um, but for the majority, for the majority, it does. For the majority, it does. This formula matches like obviously the the obvious the obvious uh, people like Brad Pitt and and Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie and all these people, but um, but it matches other people where. You may not; they may not be the most beautiful looking, but maybe have the most beautiful minds. But you know, it's it's down to facial expression. Like you know, it's I guess it goes along with the premise of as well as it's someone who smiles more attractive and and yeah, all this kind of yeah. thing. I was reading the thing assigned uh, this this theory on there was the there was a Yahoo article I was reading the other day about um about the about the the most attractive thing and um. And I was like, really, this isn't true for the girls I meet, but um, <laughs> but it was. I think it was That's all from Newcastle, mate. Yeah, it was just basically like, well, just basically saying they like they they like someone who's like ambitious and is like sort of um, that uh, sort of be I guess I can't remember what it was, but something like to do with ambition and having drive. I think, and, I think it's having confidence as well. Yeah. A lot. Well, not really, but it was not necessarily like I get what you mean in terms of like having confidence in front of the opposite gender. If you you know if that's your sexual preference, but um, the thing that yeah, well you know it, it again this is an objective view because um I, I think the most incredibly attractive thing about anyone is um when uh, when you see them do something they're passionate about like that's the most yeah. that's the yeah. most passionate that, that's the thing i most get attracted to is someone who does something that they're really into um that that's that's endlessly uh interesting um and you see them at the most vulnerable but also at the most happy yeah and the most the part of themselves, really, um, you know, seeing someone in an environment, you know, the the least attractive person in the world is some, you know, this is why I always find it interesting the people who meet at work because you meet them in pro- if they're at a work that they absolutely hate. <laughs> it's like, how do you end up being attracted? Like, the most Sp- people, like speaking of happy, there was also the um, the proposal as well at the oh yes, oh, yeah. yeah. And the, although we've we've skipped a little bit because that's sort of if that's we're trying to go in order. That's I've got no idea. Because I think that was brilliant. I've got no idea for what. And that was um, when they did the the Trek Yard when Trek Yards was hosting the the event, and it was just before <laughs> then um, because they were on stage and cl- they were like, "Oh, right, we're going to do this improv well, game thing." What was nice about it 
was also a little bit negative for us because that's at the kind of the same yeah, which time. is what we're getting to. But yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but so we're, early, we're early there we though. In fairness, you've done because Claudia was just before what we're getting to, wasn't it? No, we were just talking about Claudia, yes. and then it was the group. Then it all went to the group photos. Yes, but then that was meant to be after what we were about to talk about. So I yes, think we're yes. there, which um, which I think would make sense really because it's sort of like I guess we should probably sort of end on it. End Some, on it really. It's kind of umbrellaed together, isn't it? It's just kind of all umbrellaed together. Yeah, it? yeah. The last bit was just all it all ran as one. Yeah. So I mean, we we've pretty much because we've covered the party to some degree already. So like you know, we're we're onto the main bit of I guess maybe what we have a different opinion on, and I guess the main reason that we're a little we were a little uh, you know disappointed and stuff. So yeah, um, so I guess I don't know. Like I, I mean, I kind of want to see how you got because I mean, I I've already I've already like sort of said what I think about it. So to some um, degree, so if if I'm gonna be brutally honest about it, yes, I want I wanted that moment that we would have had together. Yeah. That moment where all of the people that had spent months, maybe not doing as much work as, say, Will and David or the team, yes, but equally vitally as important as anyone else there. Mm. I mean, this is not for me because it's not fair that I take this limelight, but Simon does a huge, huge, huge amount of work when it goes to remoting people. So, for example, the follow Fridays, the the Twitter, um, no, the Facebook follow like Fridays, the endless social media. It's all Simon. Yeah. Me and Jamie interject every now and again. I mean, I, I, when I can remember, I can do the Fobac Thursday, mm. but it is all Simon. It is. So, the, yeah. so for for me, the crowning moment of that day should have been for all us media guys to have. Five minutes, ten minutes, just to explain who we were and why we were there, and just a little bit more about us, so that we had that highlight. We didn't get that. And, and just to clarify, that, and just to clarify for people who are listening about why that's a problem is because that's what we were offered basically beforehand. It was part yeah, of the we, part yeah, of the I mean, schedule from about like quarter to three or whatever it was for about. It was about five. half an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, forty-five minutes get... off, half an hour, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we, we were we were basically going to get a media summit where we got a chance to actually say who we were, why we were there, and what's more important as far as we're concerned, one of the first people that we met that got us intrigued into this and kind of helped us into the world was a guy called Neil Green because he was there to hold, not hold our hand, but he was there at our pocket summit at, at Destination Star us. Trek. Yeah. yeah, to guide us. He's kind of our mentor, as it were. That's why he's, that's why he's, we made him an honorary member of, of the Engage podcast team. Was that the guy who was presenting? Yeah, Neil Green. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I kind of felt like the one of the most important things for me on the day that I would enjoy the most was my time with him interviewing us. Yeah. Because I've done it before and he's, he's brilliant. It he's really, just, yeah, it was really, he's yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. If you ever get a chance to sit down and chat with him, He's just a, a convention extraordinaire. You should have him on your podcast. I'll tell you that now. He's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. He's but fantastic. I felt okay, that maybe got taken away, like, if that makes any sense. Maybe it was just like uh, uh, the passing comment I'll make about him, and again, I get, I'm prepared to be to, to change my opinion about it. I I I I don't know whether or not it was just that he didn't. I mean, again, he didn't know me or anything like that. But I, he, he 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 sort of reached the point where he's slightly annoying me. 
Um, he's got a very dry sense of humour. Yeah, he's and got that, a very strange. Yeah. He like comes up to me and he just went, Poof. "Oh, sorry, whoops, <laughs> he knocked me yeah, out of the way." Like, oh, and, sorry. And I was like, "It's, it's, it's him." Yes, you I get that. Who he is? I guess him. I felt like it was a classic personalities because um, I, I'm fine with that. But that's some that's something that like I would be only comfortable with with someone I'd known for a long time. And I just felt like this is the first time he's met me, and like he kept sort of. As you said, dry sense of humor, almost like sarcastic about anything I said, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's that fine. Is just, that is just nil. You, 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 the weirdest thing is, is I only got this probably five, six months after the convention, where I talked to him on text, yeah. talked to him on bits. But initially, I did think that's a bit weird, that's a bit strange. But, but it, um, it, like the first time I, I, I told him about me and Sam getting married, he went, "Oh, where's me? Where's me invite then?" So I went, um, <laughs> See, "Okay, if you want fine, one." <laughs> But it was just like um, it was just. I guess, as I say, I'm trying to be fair and just saying, like, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like every now and again, and like I'm sure, like having talked to you guys a few times, is that you may have occasionally said something sarcastic, you know. And I did the whole sarcastic thing about really? you know the cow earlier, like you said earlier. <laughs> like I, I did, you know. I, I've, Are we still I've, milking that thing? Yeah, yeah, and and. And it's that, that I feel comfortable enough to do that because I've talked to you enough times and I've you know I've obviously now met you guys in person and stuff. So, See, but I would only ever do that once. This is the second time we'd met him. Pro- no, third. third. Third time I think. Third time we met him properly, but, and when we'd, we'd been, it, we speak to him all the time through text, and well, not as much now, but yeah. Sorry, but it's cool. just like uh, someone uh, like just I was meeting him there for the first time, and it's just like that's something I don't think you should do like right off the bat with someone you're just trying to get to know. Because as I say, I reached the point where he was doing it every time I spoke, and he came up to me, and I was just like, I, I'm not, I, and and uh, obviously I was sort of trying to get into preparation of that we're about to go on stage or we're going to yeah. go on stage, and I wanted to be sort of like mentally prepared for it, and just. I just I I I got the point where I was just like I'm a little bit bored of this now like and I'm a little irritated by it but then I guess like I say it's just I think it's just he didn't know me and yeah and, well, I mean, I this shows you how good he is he actually was the one that hosted the Leonard Nimoy chat oh nice. yeah he did didn't he he did oh, host it but mm. he he's phenomenal once you get under his under his skin or he gets under your skin he's just yeah he's, he's say, a really really I was cool quite dude. looking forward to the media summit and I sort of you know. I was I said I understand I said I understand where we're really coming from, but I just felt as though we'd got a bit sort of forgotten about. That's yeah. sort of how I felt a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Totally. That's that's um, how I that's how I took it. But I just but, want to read it as well before we, we get into it is just because you mentioned Simon, is that um uh isn't it really Simon that deserves credit in terms of getting this to happen? Well I was at okay. least as oh, in the... crikey, yeah. Oh, absolutely. As in, without um, Simon, kinda, it wouldn't be kinda. an engaged podcast, let's be honest. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I forget things like the wind. I, I wouldn't have remembered we're still here if Simon hadn't texted me like... Oh, no, I didn't... <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I get that. No, I agree with that. I'm, that's not really what I meant. I meant um, the actual <laughs> the actual media summit kind idea. Of, so you kind of came... You... Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a kind there. of co-idea, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah. Kind of, really. But... I say I'd never take that away from you. It's kind of part idea that we kind of both had. Oh uh, yeah, I get. I mean, um, I mean, but you, I thought you, I you... wrote the message and got that sort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of... yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe. But I won't take but, the full. No, but I'm film. saying the initiation was you at the, at the very least. Like you, you, you initiated the idea of like maybe we should do things, and and I that I then chimed in 
with this idea of that I said that that's been I mentioned that at UK yeah. Games Expo I was part of one one year I went and it was really fun and it was basically like a table where we sat down and said what we were podcasting wise and and uh, there was a bunch of other people there and it was really it was really beneficial like it got me it got me some really good exposure and I, and it got me to say like oh, all the people who are guests are going to be on my podcast and like about I'd say about 20 or so people came up to me afterwards and like said, oh, who are you? And I gave out some, you know, I got to talk to them like individually and they all like formed a queue and it was well, that, kind of that's nice. What, and, that's what we missed. That, yeah. That, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah. That, and I, as I said earlier, like if I think about my podcast as a business, which I feel I have to because it is one um, and I, I care about it deeply and I guess that kind of reinforces how much I do care about it is that um, I think Jamie summed it up, summed up kind of, that's why I just said I agreed with him. Is that I think he's spot on, and that uh, I I guess that this is appropriate time to say that like I can compare it to other conventions, obviously because of having the experience and doing that. And that's not, although it's understandable that they did that, and uh, it's it's quite a complicated thing. So I'll get into it now. But very very as basically as I can. Um, this happens a lot at conventions when they when they are really struggling for time. Um, they'll look at the schedule and go, what can we get rid of that the audience yeah. won't, bot won't care about the least? Um, which reinforces what Jamie said, is that it makes us feel like we're worthless and meaningless. And as you, Phil said and Simon said, when we're promoting this as early as, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking just for me here, but I guess it's probably, the, the, maybe even be as long for you guys. Um, I've been promoting this since about like November of last year. Or something like that, because that's when I had David and Will on, and then I've had other guests on in relation to that, and had you guys on and Clive on, um, and I've mentioned it not in every podcast because I just think that's boring, um, but like, but every now and again, going oh, an FCD is in April, and then when it got changed, I brought up that oh, it's been changed to one day, and uh, but you know it's still on and stuff, and let people yeah. The first thing it. we did was sat there and and defended them and and really champion them all the way through it you know we were behind them from day one yeah and i sent a tweet when it happened and just said i just want to let people be aware of that um that i'm geek apocalypse in general are still supporting fcd for what they're going through and um my point is we which is why i I understand jamie's frustration because it's i think it's we all feel this way is that um that that really that bitterness and that 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 it was sort a bit of, of a kick in the nuts. Yeah, because it's yeah, like it's, the... it's like, and I I know Clive. I mean, I I feel like I can speak with Clive because I had this conversation with him, but I'll not say what he said because that's that's up to him. But I can just say the general gist of you know I think he was as angry as I was because you guys may have seen when he when he told us, which I guess we'll we'll get to when he actually told us the that it wasn't happening. I was actually predicting about ten minutes earlier that it was going to happen. Um, yeah, it was it was weird how he came up to me and was talking to us, and I could see that you and Clive were totally disinterested. And I thought, well, if I if I blank him, <laughs> no... well, he could tell he looked at me, and he was I, I could tell like he was waiting for me to say something, and I just was like, I think the most respectful thing I can do is to not say anything, because if I if I actually say something, I will probably get angry, mm-hmm. um, because I was just. You know, because when someone says a very big proportion of the reason why you go, from a business point of view, I mean, because obviously if if it was like a local convention, I would go and I wouldn't be that bothered because I'm not Mm. spending, 
you know, a decent amount of money going down, and I'm not, I haven't been given false promises. I would still be pissed because I felt that's what it was. But you, you um, made a very good point. Is what's the difference between us and someone who went there as a punter? Yeah, that's literally my beef. Is that, and I can tell you as going to other conventions, and I thought MCM for all their problems in the media day, like I can tell you the very brief thing about what happened at MCM, which is obviously the biggest convention in the UK for those that aren't listening from England. Um, is they really screwed up the when I went on November in terms of media that they cancelled the first two days of any media, like not just me. Uh, not just like, I, I say me as in like sort of small media in the sense of not the mainstream ones. Um, and uh, they really got their act together. And on the third day, and again, I guess this may be FCD's in fairness to them, they've only got one day and stuff like that. Yeah, but still, if they had if they had done the more time, they would have given it more time. Well, yeah. I, I, no one no one can know that for sure. You would like to think so, but um, uh, the point I'm leading to is that what MCM did is they rang us at ten o'clock on the Sunday, or maybe even earlier than that, when I was still in my hotel room and I was just about to head there. They uh, they rang me and my with a guy, Wayne, that was working with me um, and went, right, we fixed the problems. We needed to be here in like half an hour and we were like a train drive away and we said the earliest we can get to is this time. Like, okay, we can fix that. They actually gave us, I mean, I know this is a massive multimedia, uh, like a national convention, but still, they gave us a media uh, and assigned a person to us and said, right, you've got this person at this time, this person at this time, this person at this time. Mm. Um, and... Um, I got like to speak to RJ Mitty, Nolan North, like they they literally gave me access and um, it was really professionally done. We had like a bunch of rooms in a random place that was dead dead quiet and we could set up our stuff when we. Um... Oh hello, I'm back. Hello. Ah. Hello. Hello. That was weird. That was weird. Your pitch just froze. Yeah, I just uh, my internet it just came up that my internet had like died and because uh, my poker stars came up and went. You're, uh, you're you're not able to use the internet. I'm like, what? So sorry. So anyway, um, I know roughly where I was. I think the recording's still going actually, which is uh, yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so anyway, um, uh, actually, where was I? <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, MCM. So they got a so they got a a, a room to the to to put to one side, and uh, we got access to them. And so he has, I guess, the best way of being fair is based on that thing, this is what I would have done if I was them, right? And I think this is irrefutable in terms of solving the problems we had in terms of you guys. I mean, it sounds like to me, did you get any interviews? I don't, probably not. No, he didn't, no. Um, see, that I, I would have a massive pro- I have a problem with that. I'm, I'm angry on your behalf because, again, it was through my perseverance and me, like, not taking no for an answer, I guess, like, like what I touched on earlier. Is yeah, that I mean, just... I, there was no way I would have gone up to a guest like of an evening time. Yeah. I just think that's their time to chill out. Exactly. <laughs> but See, I, big balls to do it, mate. Well done. Well, yeah, you know. Um, and as you know, because, you know, I mean, I think you're, I think Phil's, I'm not speaking for you, but um, are you okay with me just kind of saying what we talked about? Because Yeah, no, we, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, I'm happy with that. I said like about, before I got GAG's interview, I think it was kind of obvious because I kind of talked to you quite a bit. Um, and I'm not singling the two guys out. It's just they they were, they were doing other things. But um, um, it's pretty. You could pretty much tell. I think speaking for I'm not speaking for Phil. If you correct me if I'm wrong, but it was kind of obvious how down I was. Like I was very yeah, yeah. I was very um I was very frustrated with the whole thing. And then 
Um, I think just getting sort of drunk with, literally drunk with alcoholic power as I just went, um, <laughs> and I felt comfortable enough to say to you, oh, mate, would you, you know, do me a huge favour and can I borrow your phone? And I, and you tr- obviously trusted you enough that you would be not, I mean, obviously it was really sweet of you to do that. And I, and I was like, oh, I know, I know I could trust you to send it and not kind of forget and everything. So, um, I just, I just, cause I, I, I kind of need to do that sometimes. That, like, not, that's my personality where I just need to sort of go, like, you know what? F this! I'm gonna I'm gonna just yeah. do it for myself because that's literally what that's the, that's the side of doing podcasts and the side of being in media when you when you're trying to create something like I am and you guys are you have to like knock down a few doors and you have to like get your foot in the door and and you have to be a little bit like sort of rebellious and and think think differently to to someone else and and i i can understand it from your point of view of you may not feel as established or or anything like that that it's difficult to have that um, attitude but he has as i was saying i was leading to so that that would i never would have got the interviews without doing that and that's what i said in my introduction so i understand you guys not have not getting it um he has what i would have done because it's the fairest for you me regardless of who's got the yeah. more listenership all this other stuff because mcm did this as well it was irrelevant who people were we all got the same amount of time with the guests and everything like that, and I think that's the fairest way of doing it because I guess the point, saying, I, yeah, yeah. the point I would make in a really basic sense is otherwise don't have any media at all. Um, mm. Just have the mainstream guys and just see well, it. Yeah, what's, like, what's, what's worse, you know, yeah. having people complaining about it uh, on the media site than you know. Have, I know, I know, there's no no publicity is bad publicity, but there's it, going to be kind of is. Yeah, yeah, the kind of yeah. is. Um, I can tell you what David said to me as well because uh, it's quite poignant but we'll get to that because that's like right at the end of the night um which you guys were were, were, ne- were you guys were waiting for me um because i said oh i'm gonna say bye to them so so yeah he has what he has what i would have done because it's the fairest to do right is i would have went to the people running the hotel and said right yeah uh, could you guys find a room that's quiet not in the main room because that's ridiculous to put people in the main room where we've got recording equipment because it's just going to be loud the entire time. We've got a whole schedule of of people constantly using microphones and then when they haven't got that on, they've got the sound system playing Star Trek music and everything else, you know. So always going, yeah, or it's yeah, or the guy's like, oh, I can't hear it, or something else is broke, you know. Interference. Like, yeah, interference. Yeah, yeah. Can someone get rid of the one of my cards? Can someone get rid of the coins in my pockets, please? It's interfering with the. <laughs> like what? What else Take is interfering? Um, it's yeah. not plugged in. PSME. Uh, but anyway so so anyway so yeah i would have i would have found a room put a bunch of tables like uh like next to each other that's kind of irrelevant in terms of my point um just put table tables for enough people so in our case it was what five away wasn't it so it was four were four five were four um put five tables in a room right um, designate a table to each person so we can set up cameras, whatever we want to do. Um, put put just put the chairs t- chairs in the the table, um, because obviously it would be you don't we need to like put banners or anything up because it's just for the the, the guests and behind the scenes people to be in. And in on the schedule, which based on like there was there was time during the before the meal and all that sort of stuff where they could have easily have done this or they could have done it earlier in the day or something like that or. 
um, is they designate an hour of media interviews and they say to the people who are at the guests, oh, we've got a bunch of, I, I would have said this to every convention and every guest is aware, every guest who goes to any convention is aware of this, that there's going to be official media and that's yeah. what media partners are. So that's what MCM did. So you don't, you can't go, walk, my point is you can't walk to the MCM. So it should be the same for every convention. You can't walk to the MCM. And I guess that's why it was a big deal that I got media access because they look at your shit, they look at your stuff. And yeah. they they judge you and they they check what viewership you get and everything and yeah. they they check everything and the fact that you know I got in it it, it I got in was a was they obviously a, warranted was a, you enough to yeah was meant it was like a pat on the back just for even being asked to go so um so that meant a great deal to me that they 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 okayed that so so my point is they. So once I became an official media partner, I got the same treatment as everybody else that was media related, but I couldn't yeah. go to the MCM and I literally couldn't have walked up to Nolan North or RJ Mitty because that isn't, that wasn't, that wasn't possible there because all the sign-ins they did were over roped stuff and security. And obviously, of course, FCD can't do that and you could just walk up yeah. to them, which, which again, I understand it from like a personal convention sense as it makes a lot of sense, but, um, if you designate an hour, my, my main point is this, is that if you have an hour set aside for the rooms and give everybody of us 10 minutes with each guest, you'd be done within an hour. Um, and you just do yeah, a conveyor belt. Yeah. You just do a yeah. conveyor belt, have them rotate, go to the next person, go to the next person, do it all, like, and make sure everyone sticks to time. If you've only got an hour, so you've got, you've got 10 minutes, right, we're done, next person, next yeah, person, yeah, next on. person. Yeah, yeah. You've done that within an hour, and like like you say, because Phil Phil made a really good point. Um, you do feel like an absolute prick because, you, and I mentioned this on my introduction of the podcast I released, is that I felt like such a prick going up to JAG and saying, "Oh, I'm official media partner for this," and but we never got a chance to interview you. And he's like, "Well, how have I just met you now?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, that's that's a that's a, that's a, a, a conversation for another time." But, um. Uh, and I'm just like, I really, really wanted to interview you, and I know this is shit to ask you when you're supposed to be sort of having fun at a party yeah. and stuff like that, but it would mean the world to me if you'd interview me, and you're the only one I haven't talked to officially, so, and he luckily was a, a an incredibly nice guy and gave me like half an hour, because he was just like, yeah, whatever you need and stuff, he was so fucking awesome, um, uh, and again, that was just through my perseverance, but, so yeah, so it... I, I can't find that a refutable point is that no, because if they do that you're then we're not then going up to like you say to Aaron on his break because mm. con convention for guests which I totally understand because for media it's just as brutal is that it's just hectic as hell and you can't have fun like it's hard to have fun because you're like yeah. officially like working um so even though like they're meeting fans and it's obviously fun to get recognition and everything else it's very like yeah, it's just very off-putting um, uh, to have someone come up. And also, what difference, like you were saying, like my point is, what difference would that be is if I had paid for my, like paid that went down, which we already had done. So what are we paying for is my point. like uh, Because we're paying exactly the same as a consumer would to go down and pay for a hotel and everything else. And we're not getting any access because we could just, we literally had to walk up to the table and ask them individually as opposed to them organizing it which is surely the re which any other convention that's what a media partner at the very least gets um yeah. i don't judge and this is what I, it's going to sound funny but this angered me more that after what we're leading to about the seminar 
he then goes, oh, we couldn't have done this without the social media people. I'm like, he says that right after screwing us over. And I'm like, that actually makes me angry because that him saying that on the microphone is meaningless because he never said who we were. He never said where, we could, where he could find where. He just said a huge thanks to our social media guys. And I'm like, you know, I'm the Geek Apocalypse guy. These guys are the Engaged podcast. This, this uh, Clive runs Sometimes of Star Trek, etc., etc. Um, it was it was really badly badly or badly uh, dealt with. Um, and I didn't like. I mean, as much as I appreciate the photo which you mentioned earlier, is that um, uh, I felt that that was like a kind of like that was the prequel before they told us and like when he said that I'm like he's clearly doing that to butter us up because he's about to say we're not doing it yeah I mean Uh, I had that thought in my head but the other part of me thought well at the end of the day they're there to make a tough decision they're there running the show they've obviously had to they've got to walk on eggshells they've got they've got to they've they've got to make a few they've like a I can't remember the analogy for it at the moment yeah thank you Phil Yeah. yeah thank you I, I kind of get it, and I do appreciate it. I wish we could have more more yeah, limelight on it. And I, and I but... feel exactly the same. And you know, I said it, it is a shame that it did happen, but I said I do understand one in David's position and why it did happen. Yes, but again, it still comes down to their incompetence of not sticking to time. I mean, regardless of again, as someone who's run a convention which ended, we actually had to. My, my convention, because of uh, licensing reasons, had to end at a certain time, and we actually ended literally at the time that it ended because I'd planned it appropriately. Um, I, I don't really have any sympathy for anyone being late for time, and if you watched any of the seminars, at no point did like they kind of go, right, you need to shut up now. Like um, I, I, Aaron went on way longer than he should have done. Um, and no one went, you need to shut that up because we've got other people to consider, and that's yeah. when... I get annoyed because, again, it makes us feel like we're nobodies when, um, you know, I, I know for a fact that I'm not. Um, I, I don't mean that in a kind of like, you know, I'm a I'm a big deal or anything like that. I just mean I'm I'm someone that works incredibly hard at what I do and 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 deserve. There, there, yeah, there could be a certain number of people that went to the, that could learn about the convention because of the work you've done. Yeah, and what you know, and as as you said earlier on, you summed it up really well. Where it's like it's a partnership, which means what are we? We should get something out of it, you know. That you know, that's really the 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 the, the nut and cranny of it, and everything that we got promised, which is a big bulk of why we felt it was a good opportunity, um, was taken from us, and we didn't really get an, uh, what I felt was an accurate, uh, an, um, a, a, a fair apology. Um, it, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, that said, it still was a really good day. Yes. We still had, a, the convention was really good and it, it came out of nothing, out of, like I say, out of the ashes. Mm-hmm. We could have done all that work and Will and David could have easily said, well, we're not doing it now. And it would have been for nothing. So we still yeah. got to go there. We got still, something, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, we, I mean, we're, we're happy with any exposure, but I suppose we, it's because we're at different, yeah, we're at different yeah. levels. Which is what but, I said at the, I said like that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, I completely get where you're coming from, and maybe we don't see it as much because we were just happy to be there. I'm just, um, you know, just to reiterate, <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I, that's why I, I, I understand that, like on that level, you're less bothered, like, um, which I, again, I, I completely respect. Like, I, I just, I'm just looking at it from the point of view of like at the end of the year, I have to, you know sort out my tax returns and yeah, and yeah. justify why I've spent money uh, on, on my business to go somewhere and 
as much as I can still, you know, justify it by turning up and I got, I actually ended up getting some interviews out of it. Um, one of the key reasons I felt that it was right to spend the money I spent was that I felt I was going to get good exposure doing it. Um, I have to think of it that way from a business point of view doing a podcast because that, mm. I want it to be something I can do consistently. Um, I, I get that, like, as you say, we're in different plateaus in terms of like, you know, no, I know you do it for take fun. anything away from um, it. I still feel hurt, I still feel upset. Yeah. But at the same time, I've still got huge respect for both of them for what they've done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do. I I have respect. I have respect to them up to a point. Like I I respect that. Like I, I and again, I don't want to take away from the the actual. Con- the, what's annoying about it is the actual convention on a whole. I actually had felt was had a really good vibe to it. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, it was yeah. That, yeah. That's what I'm trying that's to say. Not my yeah, old problem whole, with it. Just yeah. kind of very. You know, one side you kind of go. Ugh. Another side, you're going, yeah, <laughs> almost like that's good. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking a roundabout way. That's what we're trying to say about yeah. it. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get in there in in various ways. But that's as someone what we're who's to got say. as someone who's got bipolar disorder. You want to make a joke about that? Like, yeah, it's almost like we've all got bipolar. Like, we're all like, it's <laughs> all we, uh, so we want to go like, oh yeah, I had a great time. Oh, but the stupid things really irritate. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Which, which probably was kind of like I almost had like a sort of manic uh, reaction to it. I went from being incredibly angry to going to the hotel and kind of like letting off steam and then getting sort of annoyed about it again and then leveling off and then. Uh... But yeah, I mean, when I was carrying all my the the worst part about it for me, I guess from a personal level, which when I got really sort of down about it was when I was finally sort of on my own, like heading back to my hotel, which was like not far from you guys. Uh, literally like next door and um i'd carried like i was carrying like four five of my bags back to my hotel which i hadn't been to yet because i went straight to the convention and like because i'd like google mapped it like looked at it earlier on that day i didn't really know where i was going or where it was exactly and um and uh i just felt like because i was like trying to find my hotel and was in a bad mood it was like it just escalated my my symptoms to how i felt and i just felt like i was like I actually at one point was like, is there a way that they can refund my money for that? But I'm like, they've already probably paid for the meal and I'm paying for it back already and I've already paid for it and stuff. But I was even like, is there a way I can get out of this? Because I haven't technically paid for my hotel yet. And if I go to my hotel and cancel my hotel, can I just leave now? Um, I was really that frustrated yeah. about it. But um, but then I was like, once I sort of calmed down, I was like, I actually like, and I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm not just saying this because you guys are here, but it's like, I then went, but I get I got the opportunity to meet you guys, and I got the, the opportunity to meet Clive and that, and I'm like, you know, you might as well make I I, I when I calm down when I because when I'm angry I want the world to explode, but I'm like, um, is is just so you, you don't look back in anger. Yeah, yeah, I heard you say, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so I just once I calmed down, I literally just went right, okay, um. Uh, I'm gonna be rational. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Just make the most of it, and like, you know, it's like a trip for you. And now that all the main main stuff is done, like you can. And I was like, you maybe could get an interview in here or there. Bring your phone or like. And then obviously when my phone, like I was like, when I realized my phone was having issues, I was like, oh god, this is awful. Um, so that really didn't help. But I just like got jumped in the shower, got changed, and I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna just sort of see what happens. And as I said, talk, knew and I was gonna talk to you guys and 
and stuff sort of helped and uh, and I was just like okay I'm just going to make the most of it um it, actually it was a really enjoyable night by the end of it yeah you know, it was it, I'm I, glad it was, I did it we, we all got changed we all got ready and then we it all just then became a good laugh and and maybe we should go on to about the the, the evening event because yeah. the meal was really nice. I really Very enjoyed nice. it. Yeah, it was. It was. I was it surprised. Was fun. I, yeah, I was surprised how good it was. I have to say, like, I, I was. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was. I guess I was just like going chicken and chips. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah fish and chip in like a in like just a chippy a chippy paper like they just got it from a fish and chip shop or something. But, uh... No, it was a the full free course meal with oh. with free wine as well. You got your free wine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that way. That, yeah, you, I, you just reminded me how nice it was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm driving, so you might as well have my glass. <laughs> did, did I? Did I have yours? Uh, I, I got one poured, and it was pointless me drinking it, because I, I ha- I'd already had one, and I couldn't have any more. Oh, did you, get, uh, did you give it to me? Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't even remember that. Uh, it loosened but, your tongue, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember I remember drinking my uh, wine and uh, really liking it, so yeah, I'm not surprised. You I had agreed. some more. I'm not surprised <laughs> I agree. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I, maybe maybe you offered it to me because I was like, oh wow, this wine's really nice, and you're like, well, have mine. <laughs> and then of course, there's another was, one. Yeah. Sorry, then, then of course, we had the party afterwards. Yeah, which was actually pretty fun. Um, yeah, my, me and me and you dancing to what was it? Um, well, I, I was trying to think of this bit earlier. With me and Phil, we for we did. Ah 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 Yeah, it was funny. You was following me, trying to keep in tune, but I was. I was trying to keep in tune with Jamie, but he was well out of everyone else. So Simon's everyone else like, in unison was doing it perfectly, and then it was me and Jamie just bumping about. It's like, a look of I'm so glad I missed that. It's, that's <laughs> that's a look of just kind of thank God I, I it was wasn't like, there. I thought it was more like I'm going to hang myself. Like look, <laughs> yeah. that was how much I, God I wasn't there. Detested it. Yeah. What's that, Phil? Well, Simon vanished for most of the night. I didn't see him. I yeah, where did you go, Si? I spent time with Lizzie. One of yes. our listeners. Yes. <laughs> just chatting, that's all. That's <laughs> interesting, just not watching these idiots dance. Yeah. It should have been entertaining, but hey, never mind. I was, in, I, was I think, because uh, you told me this afterwards, I think I was interviewing GAG when you did that, which was a shame, but uh, I was. <laughs> well, well Neil, Neil, Neil was done, so also Neil did a bit of the karaoke as well. Yeah, he didn't do karaoke, he just said the words I find that pretty funny when I, that. I did I thought it was hilarious <laughs> dancing queen <laughs> that wasn't random yeah I just, uh, but no that was it was good fun it was a good night it really was it was just um <laughs> Well, I was. Me and you just spoke all night, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we I was going to. Well, I'm going to yeah. each other up. We just well, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I I kind of left that going. I think I got a bit of a bromance going on with Phil here. Like, yeah, I really yeah. um, there, there was Simon and Jamie. We say it. We, like, the first time we did the interview, Simon was like, "Oh, he's your best, he's your best friend." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think we would get on really well if we were like. Uh, I think, um, I think I told you about. We were talking about um, a board game. Not infect. It's um, pandemic. Pandemic. And then I told you about the the gaming convention, the gaming convention, the gaming thing that me and Simon do, and Jamie yes. did, just started doing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I invited you down as well. I was like, yeah, we have got a spare place. That come happened. down, that come happened. down. Well, like, I've got friends like, in. in yeah, come down for our next one. Was it June? <laughs> isn't it, Phil? I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was like, I would, I would, I think, because I, I, I think I actually was the one that instigated that and the said that like. <laughs> 
oh well we play this all the time in Newcastle and I think I just made the comment of it's a shame you're not from like Newcastle because you would just love, <laughs> yeah, would it, love yeah. the yeah. you would love yeah. the club I go to because like we play this sort of stuff all the time. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really yeah. fun. It's that different. Yeah, Jamie had never done really much board game. He'd done Access and Allies and stuff like that. He got introduced to it. But what did we play? Dead of Winter. Dead of yes. Winter. Because yeah, yeah, you brought um, up that and I was like a great game. Oh, what was the other one about the werewolf? Uh, one Night Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah, and I said yeah. I was a werewolf, even though I wasn't meant to say that. But first time we played it. <laughs> Jay was like, well, I'm the werewolf. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he just broke <laughs> didn't get this game. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. totally screwed Simon over as well. It was funny. Anyway. That's a great game. Yeah. But we're yeah. talking about games. You play poker on an ironing board. Now yes. Yeah, we, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> what was the Jamie what? never played poker. Jamie has got one of the best poker faces you'd ever seen in your life because he doesn't actually know what's going on. (laughs) So he's got stone cold and he's like, I raise you. And you look at him like... As opposed to what, what, Jamie's normal normal look of her. It's just the way I'm thinking, right, I'm trying to get Jamie's Jamie's bluff. I'm going to try and find out Jamie's bluff. And I kept betting and I went all in and he went all in. I'm like, right, show your cards. He didn't know what he had. And he had like a full house. And I'm like... (laughs) Oh, well, I've got a pair of twos. <laughs> as, as the night progressed, I did actually start understanding more. You started understanding. There was one round we played, and I knew Phil was bluffing, because he'd laughed at something. But I don't know what it was. It was something in his eyes. It was a, a twitch, a, something. A, a twitch in your facial muscle, and I thought, you're bluffing. Because when you, when you actually went to fold, I twitched, and then you saw it. Yeah, that I was... think that was it, yeah. But no, I, I I had played poker once before with my dad because and he actually had an old poker set and he's actually still got it as far as I know. Um, but yeah, you guys got me into it and I ended up really enjoying it. So and now he's in debt. <laughs> well, as, yeah, as I say, um, yeah, I know this through talking to Phil. Is that I, yeah, because I, I was talking about this before we started this podcast. That yeah, I play poker regularly on the internet. So. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I I played it as a family. My family played it growing up. It's like the thing we did at Christmas. We'd sit and play poker. Like just the, the I think I told uh, told Phil this uh, at the at FCD, um, which led to board games like Game of Life and stuff growing up. So that's what sort of led me to like board. Yeah, because we were talking about how playing poker actually really helps you learn skills to then play other board games. Yeah, where you've yeah. got to keep things hidden. You've got mm, to yeah. be able to yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. If you sit and play in poker and I got the best hand, and then someone like looks at the cards and all this for audio version won't make sense, but I'll just do it for the guys when they sort of go. You've <laughs> 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 like, got a good hand. <laughs> when the eyes are coming out of the forehead, you're like. Yeah. The best thing I've ever done is I went to a charity poker night with a load of friends. There's about eight or nine of us. We all put in twenty quid, and then you take five pound, put it yeah, in the yeah. kitty, put fifteen yeah. quid in for the charity. Yeah. And I brought a professional poker set. And I'd been to Vegas and everything else, and I just basically pretended I'd never played the game in my life. I, never, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was really? purposely, when That's it was my turn good to check, I was just sitting there going, oh, uh, check. And the only, and it, this got to the point where there was only three people left, me, a guy called Mitesh, and another guy called Matt Bird, yeah. and he was only in it, Matt was only in it purely and simply because he didn't know what he was doing, he was too drunk. Yeah. He was just like, fold, fold, fold. And Mitesh did one look at me, and he just kept looking at me going, who owns a professional poker set and doesn't know how to play? <laughs> I went, uh, he went, right, okay, let's start playing properly, shall we? <laughs> and it just went back and forth for the next mm, two hours. It's not necessi- I don't think he's necessarily right with that because I know plenty of people who have poker sets who don't play. Um, 
uh, but like just have one in the house because it was like a craze of getting like a Christmas present, I guess, every now and again someone would get a poke. Yeah, so. true. Yeah, uh, that actually describes me. Yeah, hmm. I was going about that got there. I think it was like a Christmas or birthday. I was just like never played it. Yeah, because you played it like once with your dad yeah. maybe, and your dad went, "Oh yeah, you must like poker now," and you're like, "No, I played it once with you." Yeah, <laughs> and, I still forgot and you still owe me five pounds. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, no, I I agree with you in terms of poker. I mean, and I said this to to Phil, was that um, I often say that I I think the mark of a person's personality is how well how how they play the uh, um board games. Like major, like how my even friends who aren't board games who I've played board games with, who went, oh, that's not for me or whatever it is, like. They at least have like some sort of valid reason, or they just it's not their thing, or whatever it is. Like yeah. it, 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 it's people. I guess it's people's attitudes towards the board games, the, the type of board games I play. The if they'll play, and like especially if you play like a co-op co-op game, and they're very like sort of like aggressive, and like yeah. it's all about them. Like I, I can give you an example of like my ex girlfriend, who's just a nightmare to, to deal with. Um, one of the signs, like, because we I knew she liked board games because it's what first got us talking to each other, and um when we started going out, like, we actually had a game with her and a bunch of her friends, like, and we sat there and we played a cooperative game where we played, as like, a cup, like, not like a cup, it was Pandemic, actually. And, right. like, we were sort of playing, like, almost like we were, it was, like, us, me and her versus everyone else because she was just, like, make your move, like, you need to go here, God, like, that's that was her, like, way of handling yeah. Pandemic, which is really, for anyone who hasn't played cooperative games, like, you want to sort of, not you, you, if it, you let people decide what they want to do, and then you sort yeah, of like yeah. then sort of debate it, and then go, well, maybe you should do this. And I always am like wary because I've played hundreds of pandemic games. Is that um, if I ever play with new people with pandemic, I never like telling them what to do because that just takes the fun out of it. It's like yeah, they've yeah. got to find their own way. Yeah, and if and if I go, have you considered this? I would only ever. I always make sure I don't say that too often because as an experienced player playing that game, I'm like I don't want to tell them that and then make them do it because it ruins. Because they'll learn and they'll enjoy the game yeah. by making the mistakes. So I mean, some of the biggest biggest respect I can give to anybody is it's uh, my my brother-in-law. I've got he, I've got him into board gaming, but before he started playing or while he was started playing, he, he's a very honest person. So for example, if he saw something that wasn't strictly to the rules he'd explain it to people so for yeah. example it, let's say for example i don't know he was supposed to do something he would make sure that would happen yeah. even if it would give him his advantage that the other player forgot oh yeah that that's do it. cool yeah and i i i think I, that's the utmost respect to him i can remember a game I, that i would have won or i was about to win or he was about to lose i can't remember what it was or no sorry I, he was about to win and i was about to lose and then yeah, he said yeah. actually no i've You've won because of XYZ. And I think that's the utmost respect to anyone. <laughs> Darth Vader's joined us in the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Vader. Your, father, your son's not here. Yeah, yeah. And David Prowse, don't stop being bitter. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so as it closed, I mean, I'm, I don't remember much about the last bit of it. I remember going up to... To David and he was swaying. No, was it Will or David? So he was swaying like David was. Business, David yeah. was hammered. Like yeah, and, and he, he was for a drink all night, which was, which was rough. We we saw Will. Yeah, he was literally swaying. Well, <laughs> um, another thing we we need we didn't really say, and I guess I, I'll say it because it's sort of controversial in the sense because we 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 touched on it earlier and we never finished. Just the end 
our our issue with it, I guess, because we we've been we I think we've been positive and negative, so you know, which is good. I think we've been fair. So it's just to say that the reason, like, we never brought up the actual like. Well, we we touched on it was the game with the 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 show thing with the guy from Trek Yards being the host and. Um, basically, like, oh, that, that that was just, in my opinion, really badly presented. Like, it was it was just bizarrely done. And um, you know, like, the thing is, they were a guest. Yes. When that's a bit debatable whether they should actually have been the same as us. Yes. Um, the corner of the market, and they're doing absolutely everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, why are we here? Yeah. Whereas if you got people that do certain things, where you let them do bits of it, and you let Obviously, you let them do their little bits, but you don't let them do everything. Why didn't they? It was they, almost wh- like they were the main media provider, yeah. but not done anything for it. Yeah, and yeah, exactly, and also without sounding bitchy. No, yeah. no, no. I think that's. A, I honestly think that's fair, and I said that on my introduction for what I did was that. Um, and again, I know this is subjective, and uh, I guess I have a confidence about this, but having hosted seminars before and hosted conventions before. Um, I've done live podcasts and done hundreds of interviews. Yeah, and and all that kind of thing. I would have done a thousand percent of a better job because I'm more qualified in that regard. Like I could, I could tell you as soon as he got onto stage that he hadn't a clue what he was doing. Um, did did it feel to you like he was only there because mummy daddy told him to? That's that's what you said, didn't you? And the I I, I can't really answer that because I don't know, but um. He felt that I, well, I don't know. I don't think I don't know. If, I don't think that's fair to say because I, I can't. I don't know him well enough to know that. But um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm a bit too blunt. But uh, but no, I mean, I, I don't. I didn't have an issue with him personally because I don't. I, I can't. I don't know him, so I can't. Uh, I can't say that. Um, all I all I can say from a from a professional standpoint, um, I, and I've got the the recording of that thing. I can't sit. I can't watch it. It's it's mind-numbingly dull, um, and it was only the as you said with the, I think Simon said this about the um, the mic sort of feeling like when that happened during that like JJ was coming up with some fun um, with some fun stuff like just some fun quirks about it and uh, Claudia I thought Claudia had a very good wit about her so she would like deal with stuff really well yeah um, so yeah. she kind of came up with some fun stuff. But to give you an example of how like, utterly dull it was, and as I say, I've got the proof of what he said. He, three of his, the first three questions were all about makeup. Like he just wouldn't drop it. Like, and it was a really boring question. He was like, because like if you actually analyze what he asked, it makes no. It's just an. It's a completely dull starting point. Like because. He goes, so obviously you guys have dealt with makeup, being that, like, you've all very enough things. And then he's like, and then he makes a borderline sort of sexist thing by saying, like, oh, and Claudia, like, you're a woman, so you must, like, you know, know about makeup. And it's like, where are you going with this? Like, you know, I get, yeah. I, I got his, op- his opening premise must have been, right, well, JG was a Klingon, so he would have wear prosthetics. Like, Nog was a Ferengi. So he was like, so he would have done the makeup as well. Um, but then it, it's like, well, John Corrigan wouldn't have done makeup, so you're leaving him out of the question. So you've got to make sure that you do a question that everyone can answer. And then, yeah. like, so his, his like, re- so his and his reasoning for Claudia being an okay question for Claudia was that she's a woman who wears makeup. I mean, that's that's a very dodgy, yeah. dodgy, dodgy yeah. question. And as I said, he got such a like, um, Aaron, Aaron like laughed at it in an almost like what a ridiculous question. 
and he kept he kept going. But seriously, about this makeup thing, and I'm like, um, it's 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 just I I, I can't. It was I, a bit embarrassing. I, I would, I, it was really really. It was just it was it's it's really cringeworthy uh, to watch. Like um, and again, I, I, if I I guess the fairest I can beat with him because I've I mean I have to say I mean because I don't you know I I haven't seen any Trek Yard stuff so I can't comment on it and i you know i know that he's got you know a, a decent viewership on youtube and stuff like that but again comparing what he does to youtube to compare what i do what we do is an is is a is a uncomparable thing um and again i don't regard it it shouldn't be regarded as a competitive thing is my point it shouldn't be who has the most views or whatever it may be and i, I that that should be more the, who gets who, that who, could be who, debatable who, who, yeah that could be debatable in, in, in essence anyway is is also um my point is, who is the most qualified? And I, I said from day one when they fir- when I first asked them to be involved in it that I have experience doing this, and um, I know how to talk in front of a crowd. And I would have like thingied the crowd up. I would have talked to the crowd. I would have like went, oh, this is really exciting, guys. Like a huge thank you. I would have interviewed, uh, 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 asked them to the stage one by one. He'd clearly not thought for one second what he was going to say or do. Um, and I just felt that was incredibly unprofessional. Um, and again, like I'll speak for me that he got it because they, David and Will looked at it and went, it's good exposure for us because he's, he's popular and it's, it's similar to what we do or popular in their, in their regard. Um, and, uh, we'll give him like exclusive rights basically, which as Simon very aptly put, then why are we there? Why yeah. why are we involved in it then? Because we basically got shafted for someone who's more popular. Which again, as I say, from my point of view, it, it, it's an uncomparable thing, but it's debatable in regards to to what I do. Like, um, uh, and again, like you know, and and it, it just I feel sorry. Like for and for Clive, that's again even more of an uncomparable thing because he does something completely different. Um, you should include all media partners equally, and that wasn't yeah. the way it was done. To be uh, fair to them. They're good at what they do, so I will yes. admit I watch what they do. They're good at what they do. Oh yeah, but, I, I I don't doubt that. But all he was going to do, all he's done in interviews, I can promise you that, with what they've done before, is ask them about the ships. That's it. Yeah, because it's, it's, their, just like, it's their niche. Yeah, yeah. and it's a site. Huh? Which is, again, again, like what he does on YouTube, uh, you know, he is again, he's got, he does a hundred, you know, again, he's they passed a million views. Wow, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you're good at what you do, but yeah, yeah, but but my point is, is putting a square peg in a round hole. Is my point. Mm. Um, is is you're getting someone with next to no experience, and you have got someone sitting there who's who's I've been in front of like fifteen thousand people. So um, a usable experienced person. Yeah, of and again, it doesn't have experience. to be. It doesn't have to be me. But the fact that I, I'm annoyed, yeah. I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed to the extent of that I mentioned that to them when I first got involved. I think, and to what? see some a train wreck like that in front of me from a guy who doesn't deserve to be there on the grounds that he isn't talented in that field. I'm not saying he's not a talented person and all that video sh- things, but it just it's stupid. It's just perhaps it. the solution is all they should have done is just put all of us up there just i mean combine they wanted to wanted him to host that whole thing why didn't he get us to individually host each talk then that would have been error so like if claudia christian went up i could have went up and like with the with the guy holding the microphones like we could i could have done we could you could do like a a 10 minute like 
thing of me just asking our questions back and forth and then when the audience come up which i actually prefer whenever i see seminars and have a present and i know some people don't like this and they prefer just the person talking individually but i think it helps the flow of the the flow of the talk to have a mediator so you have someone that comes on and goes hi guys i'm because that would give us the opportunity to go hiya i'm like if you guys did it yeah. you can go hiya I'm Jamie and simon yeah. and i and we do the engage podcast and so if I was running your convention, I would encourage you guys to do that, and I would include you in that manner. I'd go, right, guys, you guys come on and introduce yourselves, say who you are, say where you can find where, and say we're media partners. You can find us uh, at the Engage Podcast on iTunes. Like we're going to interview, like we're going to interview everyone here. So please do check out the podcast when it gets released, and um, please come and say hello to us on our table and all this kind of thing. Um, but we're here to obviously. This is the the this is the talk with Claudia or whatever it was you were doing or Aaron Aaron and like um, obviously he was Nog in uh, Deep Space Nine. So please welcome to the stage. And then you could have done like a back and forth between them or something like that. And then had audience questions where you got one of you could have been holding the mic and go right. Jamie's got the microphone. If anyone wants to put their hand up, and then you, it's just inter it's interaction between mm. you and yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. and the three um, of us would work quite well. Yeah, nice. and I actually, in all honesty, like as I'm saying that. I'm saying that sounds like a really sort of cool idea as a three. Like as a three, it would really kind of work. Like, um, but as I say, like, you know, as someone who does that, I mean, Clive doesn't necessarily have to do that if he feels that he's uncomfortable to do that, but um, that would have been a much fairer thing to do because, uh, and again, if you have a mediator as well, like, and if you have, if you have a mediator has the balls to do this, is um, they have the balls to go, we're running out of time. Well, that's yeah. all we've got time yeah. for. Whereas, if you give the if you give that license to the person doing the guest, they'll not really care about time, and they're actually waiting for you to go. Um, we're out of time. That's the one criticism I have in terms of David and Will is that, particularly when Aaron Aaron went on too long, they were just not they, they didn't have the because I understand it though because it's rude, but it's like you need to go, Aaron. No, you really need to shut up now. We've got to move on. Um, I, again, I I don't think that I don't think I'm a horrible person for doing that no but it's like the, i would have thought that the actor would respect the fact that if they overrun it gives uh, one of their colleagues actor colleagues less time yeah, but again i'm saying like when you're in i i i guess in fairness to to him and i i see your point is just maybe that you know the spur of the moment and he you know in fairness he did talk about a story that was incredibly like hard for him to do so maybe i, I think mm. maybe david and will in particular looked at it and went well, actually, um, you know, we it's will probably, not. Like, it's flowing better than. Yeah, we, we'll, it's know, interesting. People, and people are absorbed in it, and, and well, people didn't want to go leave him to see Claudia, did they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. exactly. Some sample of interesting. But again, that's an example of where I think it's fairer for everybody. And like I say, um, that's happened to me before, though. In all honesty, like um, uh, with with bigger media people, um. Uh, like I say, we thought that was going to happen at MCM on the first day because actually on the Friday, but it was before uh, on the Friday, but it was already on the schedule. But they like BBC and everybody did a separate one to us, and then it was it, we were allowed to to sit there, but we weren't allowed to ask questions. That kind of was the only time at MCM where we felt like a small a small fish in a big pond because yeah, yeah. Um, they had like a, a, a lined VIP section on the front which had like BBC News and Sky and actually about two thirds of them didn't turn up um, and yeah like I say the, there was a girl for, a, a girl from the BBC and, and something who asked again like quite bland questions but um, they again they look they look at it as someone who um, they look at it as oh it's someone who's got millions of things but actually um my friend wayne who is with me actually checked this and they never even mentioned it in the news 
so the the argument I always make is, would you want someone who has exposure to a certain level of audience that are clearly into the subject matter, or do you want a couple of million people on BBC News in a 30-second section that majority of people may miss and yeah. about may, probably a, a large percentage of that audience don't care about it. That's my argument all the time, which is why whenever I've done conventions, and the one that I did do had like someone from like uh, The Guardian or something came and there's a bunch of others and Metro Radio covered it here in Newcastle, Um that um you know that I encouraged them to talk to me. I said like come and talk to me, and um, if you want to talk to any of the guests that are here, uh, please do. And I I, I organised uh, uh, Josh from Ubisoft to actually go to the um, Ubisoft um, uh, go to the he did a show a radio. He actually called in a radio show and actually did an interview and mentioned it and talked about what it was about. And so um I was re- I, I said anyone who wanted to because like it's. We don't have to do it, is my point. Mm. We don't have to go and, and offer, our, offer our media stuff, like you say. You were saying about it's good exposure for you and you really enjoyed the convention. Then if they wanted to do what they did and uh, in terms of giving it to the Trekyard guy, why not admit that? And then if we could then choose whether to go as just consumers, and I'd be like, okay, no hard feelings if that's your decision. Yeah. But don't make it out that you're giving us something and then go on. Because, I, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I, from my point of view, and maybe I'm being overly. Um, yeah, my, is... my, yeah my, my, maybe they had all in good intentions to give that to us. Yes, no, I, I, and, I don't. And, I don't, and it I don't... got out of control, which is why they felt compelled to then, you know, give us something that we wouldn't have had. No, I don't. I don't doubt that. I do think they had. I mean, the fact that they had printed it out on the schedule and stuff like that. I, I no, I don't doubt that. I don't think they're bad people. Um, but I just don't think. I think they knew more about that they were going to get rid of it far sooner than they told her. I just think that I think them oh, they just didn't know how to tell her. Um, and again, I just I'm pointing out as someone who's run a convention and I've been to conventions that other people have run, who friends of mine that have run, that would never have happened if I was running it. And I guess that's my criticism as a as a on a personal level is that. Um, but I mean, I think Simon said this earlier. In fairness. Um, he made a good point about i guess um what i need to be reminded of is that they went from like a convention that was down in the dumps to actually getting a convention to happen so maybe i yeah. gave that enough credit um so that i'm willing to take that criticism i guess that maybe i didn't think of it of it went from a convention that was three days and had a bunch of people to it may not happen so um yeah. maybe yeah. that maybe we were the full people in that regard un- un- unintentionally so so um, well, in but, fairness, if that's the case i don't mind yeah know. Which, uh, which again, I'm not. But again, I, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying whatsoever that I'm cl- I'm claiming foul play or anything. Like I really am not. Like it was just. No, we, we're just we're just subjectively looking at it. But there's yeah. bits that piss people off. There's bits but, that we. But really yeah, it, but That's in, what the whole whole idea of talking about conventions. Yes, but in, but, in but, uh, but the but the the main <laughs> crux of it is, it still gives. I feel it's a justifiable stance that we're ta- like that we have in that we're upset about it because we didn't want it to happen. Like that's that's a fair thing to feel, yeah. um, and that's really my sort of stance on it. Really, and I and as I said, from a business point of view, it was just a bit of a disaster because, um, you know, uh, and uh, I, if I hadn't got a podcast out of it, I would have been far more furious about it. But again, it was just my perseverance that got me through it. But again. I, I didn't really want to be put in that position. Uh, that, was yeah, exactly. I had a, that was the reason I had a problem with it. 
But no, in overall, I, I really enjoyed it. But it was great. Like Simon said, it's, it's yeah, it was a really good day. You know, it said it's always going to be stuff that doesn't go according to plan, or you know, you know. But I, I said overall, I think it was a nice convention. I yes. said the fact that it was, it was, it was smaller scale, and I said it got to meet. I said it got to meet you. Great you room. It was a great room and play. It was a great room and a great like sort of room, like area. Like um, yeah, it's exactly. really cool that you had the chairs to play around with. You know, yeah. the the actual. Ah, um, uh, yeah, that was a real. I really, yeah, that was like sort of from a geek geek perspective, like my favorite and, part. And uh, on a on a completely random side note, I thought the cane that David had for the dress up for the party was really yeah. awesome. Oh, he, yeah. was, he was really well dressed. Yeah, the oh. party was brilliant. <laughs> Thank well. God I chucked my waistcoat in. I completely forgot it was um, it was I had no idea it was a spy thing, like a spy attire. Like, do you know that the party was spy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I brought a shirt with me. I, I thought, well, I'll just stick a shirt on. I just want to be comfortable, so I just stick a shirt on. And I'm, I think I just. Phil, did you come as a spy up undercover? <laughs> undercover. Yeah. I came undercover as a podcaster. Yeah. I came undercover as just me. <laughs> and I was some sort of like card dealer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just like wearing waistcoats and I just threw it in because it's small so it's like it could fit my bag so (laughs) and I did made sense yeah so So, yeah it was just look yeah look I'm like oh yeah spies sort of wear waistcoats (laughs) got out of jail um but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, as I say, I don't, I don't want to come across as I'm bashing it because, like I say, I think we've been fair, and I have said a lot of, I have said a, a lot of positive stuff because, as I say, my, I guess the the nicest thing I can say is, is if that hadn't happened, that I felt like the sound issues and all the other stuff that some of the stuff's out of their control and isn't their fault. Um, the if we'd got what we were promised, um, that would have ended completely. Like I would have had a great time, and I would have been like, but that was great because everything else was great. We're like, not so... trying to be unreasonable, it's just... We're trying to be honest. Mm. We're yeah. not sugarcoating. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. And I say, I, I, I had a few days where I debated whether or not to be open about it, because I'm like, is it a kind of behind-the-scenes thing, and does people not need to know? And I'm like, well, I've never done any of my podcasts. Like, I, get, I actually said this in my opening statement of, like, my podcast has never been not honest, and I yeah. feel like this is something that actually affected the show. Um, so I feel that's, like, context that listener needs to know. So that was kind of the reason I made the decision. I'm like, I'm going to have to say at least something. Um, I guess the final thing I'll say, because I, I touched on this earlier, was when I went to say bye to David, he said, please don't bash us too much. That was the thing he said to me, um, which okay. uh, which I thought was bizarre. Like, I actually thought about it for quite a bit afterwards, going, I don't really sure what he means by that. But I, I kind of I took it as I think he was aware of that he really screwed up. Um, so I kind of eventually kind of reached the conclusion that I felt a little bit sorry for him because I felt like it was just like he it was just a circumstance, yeah. Um, and I think he yeah. felt generally bad about it. So uh, that's why I was like trying to be sort of fairer about it because, as uh, understandably, when it first happens, I was really angry. So I guess oh, if I, everyone I, was. You know, yeah, if I, yeah, exactly. If you, yeah. If you think about these things, and I guess there the, yeah, just to, just to, you know because I know Clive's uh, Clive has said to me. And it's on his site. It's on his site. So again, it's public knowledge is that he's been critical about it as well. So I mean, it, but he's he's been fair as well. Um, if you read his article about it, um, is um, yeah, um, I I uh, I you know I, I don't want to leave him out because I know he's supposed to be on this. It's just that um, yeah, he, he I I think like 
I mean, I think you touched on this earlier. When it happened, when he told us that the seminar wasn't happening, like, um, as you quite pointed out, I thought you handled it great. Phil in particular, you were just like, oh, no worries, man. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, uh, part of me was like, Phil, why aren't you more furious about this? I was like, you can't. Is it, no, because I said it earlier that everyone else didn't want to talk to him. I was yeah, like, yeah. well, I can't be the arsehole that just goes, well, go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I really respected you for that because I just wasn't able to. I, I would have said that if I felt I was able to. But again, I just, I was really sort of frustrated about it because, again, when you're trying to get something off the ground, like we all are, um, and, and I've been doing it longer than you guys, is that uh, it, that happens far more than you think. Um, and it's very frustrating because, like I say, when you put you put as much effort in as I, as I know that I do, I can only speak for me, but it's just, it's a, it's a kick in the teeth, and I guess it just reminded me of it happening previously. If that, that yeah. had happened to me for the first time, I probably wouldn't have as much of an extreme reaction, but it's just, it's, it's, it's. And it was that, for the, that was the first time for us, so. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but I mean, yeah. Clive came up to me afterwards because he could tell I was like, I hadn't spoken about 20 minutes, <laughs> which for me is <laughs> a long time. So he's like, he came up to me and was like, yeah, I, I, I take it you're a little furious, and I was like, yeah, kind of, and he was like, oh, no, I, I, I know what you mean, I'm, I'm, feeling a bit sort of let like betrayed or let down whatever his words was but um but anyway we've said enough about it but uh, it, it was it was it, but it, but again if it ha- if that had went according to plan and we got what we were asked for like at the convention on a whole it would have been one of my best i'd been there so i can't yeah. i can't say anything fairer than that um, but this just, is this is why I'd, I'd, I'd if someone said would you get it again tomorrow i'd say yes definitely yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a good yeah. place. It was I mean, place. again, but I, uh, yeah, which is interesting because I was kind of like when it, when it first happened, I'm like, well, screw them. I'm just not going to acknowledge them ever again. And and obviously, I've you know I've calmed down since then. And I'm, I was just like, I would I would gladly go to an FCD event as a consumer, and that's what I'd say to people: go as a consumer. It's great. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. Uh, if you you know, and you could just laugh at the technical issues and stuff. Because if again, if I wasn't if I wasn't a, a business, but if I wasn't had business hat on and was a media partner there, I would have just went, oh, isn't this funny? Like, um, yeah. Uh, so from that point of view, I guess that's the fairest thing I can say is I encourage people to go as a consumer. Um, I just say from my point of view to reiterate my stance is just I w- I would be very real. I would I would have to have certain guarantees if they wanted us to do what we did that the, the last time. Like I would be like. If we are going to be asked to go back again and be partners and everything, um, I would like to have uh, the clarification of what that means. Uh, um, and and hope maybe my hope is, I guess, in terms of getting what I feel we deserved, is if we if they do do FC 2017, are they said it's going to be a full full weekend that one. I'm assuming, I think so. I'm assuming I they're going to try. So. Should be, but um, November they're doing. Outlash is 1.5, so I think 2017 is probably going to be a full event, I I think. I think that's that's right. Oh, no, it's next year, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) 2016, I'm doing what Phil said. I don't know what year it is. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so my point is, if they're doing three days, I think that would be far less of a problem than it was. Again, again, I think the fact that it was one day was a huge was a huge issue really so um so yeah i think if they if they resolve that and, and uh, i think if we went to them with plenty of time and said right we would like um we would like uh, an hour um they could probably even give us an hour separately but it would probably make sense to still be together um and just give us an hour to talk to each other like like i said that uk games expo do and i think that's the best example i've seen of it being done and um 
I hope they might be able to accommodate us and guarantee that far easier and uh, with with having three days of, of, of doing it really and organizing interviews would be far less hectic um mm, definitely uh so yeah so maybe that, that that would be sort of fairest indication i guess so so yeah that's my stance i just i guess i would ask from a business point of view a bit more clarification but um if I wanted to go just for fun and meet you guys, obviously, and, uh, and that, um, I would definitely go just on that regard, um, most definitely. Um, I, I, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed that evening. It was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, and the whole well, thanks to Mr. Philip, I'm sure. The whole time. It's crazy. Yeah, it was like bromance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fun. <laughs> we didn't talk to them the whole entire time. Like, it was great people. We, people oh, we got interrupted a couple of times yeah, by someone else. Yeah, I know. It was really Really, uh, really rude, you know. I know. <laughs> 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 no, but no, no, it was it was fun. It was fun. Uh, no, it was good. I really enjoyed it. No, he's even talking yeah. to you at the meal. With the meal was fun. Yeah, uh, we, we had a good time. I mean, we, we talked most of the day. Anyway, I'm making this sound like we only talked at the meal. It was like <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> fun. And I, I, so I really did, liked. So we did. We just a chat box. I was yeah. actually a little. I was actually a little disappointed. Clive left. I was like, was it like I, I knew you had to, obviously you had his reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but it was, uh, it was, it was like it would be nice to round off the day by having him at the evening as well. Well, it's because you, yeah, because I wasn't aware that he was leaving for the train. That's why I offered the idea of like, oh, we should sit and do a podcast together. Which again, we just we had no time to do it. But um, was um, uh, I didn't really speak to him as much, not because I didn't want to, it was because I assumed he was going to be there for the entire thing. So I just yeah. like didn't speak to him as much, and then he went, "Oh, I'm leaving in like an hour," and I'm like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> I was like waiting to talk to him at the meal. I was like going to sit down and go like so, um, kind of get to know him because I guess I know probably like outside of what he does, I probably know the least about him than than than, than all he is like in terms. Yeah. Of yeah. So. But um. But yeah, he was nice. He, uh, um, not, 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 not that I was like. That'd be funny. If, like I podcasted with him, and then I meet him. He's like, "Wow, what? A, wow, he's changed." Like, <laughs> like, he was nice. He was cool. But um, but yeah, so, yeah. no, we, that was great. What an in-depth coverage. It's like we did a chronal, like a what is it called, like a, a review. I don't know, like a. It was the extended version, yeah, the, the yeah. director's cut. If CD reviewed the extended cut, yeah, yeah, director's cut. <laughs> kind of, I thought it kind of worked out quite well because I think we ended up like sort of on the issues we had, and we sort of like teased it the whole time. It was quite good. Um, we so, covered everything. I think we're there. Yeah, are we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah, sorry, it, was, it took forever, but we got there. I mean, we did so talk for about like thirty minutes. You are still here, and. Um, Obviously, we'll put this out there, but for those of you who want to learn a little bit more about Stephen, and his where can, uh, yes, where where can they find you? Oh yeah, I should yeah, very uh, well. I mean, obviously, I'm going to use this as, on my podcast as well, but um, uh, yeah, so they can find me. Um, I mean, obviously, I'll just use this say this for you guys, but um, where you can find me on Twitter, which is at geek underscore apocalypse. I'm on uh, our website, which is www.geekapocalypse.com. Uh, where you can list stream, you can stream, listen to the podcast without even downloading them. So you're just on a server, uh, or you can go to iTunes uh, and uh, just type in Geek Apocalypse, and you'll find me. Um, we've done a hundred and technically, well, technically, if you include this one, 110 episodes. Um, so a lot and lot of uh, a lot, a lot of footage. Um, we've been to like a whole bunch of conventions, like I just mentioned. Uh, we had the Red Dwarf cast on, and uh, Nolan North, and uh, uh, and it's, it's not really just about that. I mean, I've had my mom on to talk about Parkinson's and 
Um, I, I've had a whole bunch of people like some sort of some local artists here in Newcastle. Um, uh, there's no there's no real criteria. Just someone who's interested and interesting. That's really kind of the the criteria. That's really the criteria. Um, so yeah. Um, just did an interview. So if you with... want to be on a show, just send him an email. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you got to have something that's sort of interesting to talk about, I guess. You know, there, there are there is there, I like there chips. is. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, about no, daddy. Is that interesting? So it could be daddy or chips. I don't know. My my curiosity is really, really like really, really wide. Like you know, you'd be shocked at some of the stuff I find interesting. Like the example I always give people was that my friend Anna Lee Middleton, who's a singer here in Newcastle, she also runs her own singing business. Like she teaches um how to improve your voice, and um she I asked her to be on my podcast. And was like I was wanting to know more about her and like how she started the business and all that kind of thing. It was kind of a good good like pick our brain type thing and uh she was like oh i don't really know if i can come on because i'm like what i don't really know what i can talk about and um, we spent about 40 minutes this was a really early 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 episode and uh we spent about 30 minutes talking about our horses and i was just uh, which sounds you know because i i guess the stereotypical thing is if you find like a sort of posh person who owns like a pony or a horse or something you're like oh god they're uptight and how yeah. dull is that that they own a horse but i am um, because it was like a friend of mine and i was like like, how much does, like, a horse actually cost and all this kind of thing? I started, like, getting really sort of interested in it because I'm like, I don't own a horse and I have no, I don't know the first thing about it. And um, it is quite complicated and quite interesting, like, how to actually, like, own a horse and there's all sorts of, like, li- you know, legal things you have to do and, and all this kind of thing. And, and, and uh, passports and all yeah. sorts, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and again, that just happened because I asked her, like, what she kind of does as a hobby and then we got onto that. And I guess that's really, I mean, I always say this to people like if they always kind of like what does it take to make a podcast that makes sense and I always go well what does it what makes sense to actually talk to people in conversation when you meet them in in person it's you talk about you engage them in stuff that they want to talk about like that's the real secret to to talking to anyone is that when they bring something up you actually have a genuine if you have a especially it also helps you've got a genuine interest in it but if you actually or an engage them that you can yeah, or an opinion, yeah, um, where you can just say, like, well, that's interesting, like, you know, and, and as I say, there's very few things, it would have to be incredibly dull in my eyes to, for me to go, oh, really, that doesn't really, that's really boring, or, but I have, I have the ability to, if, I, that obviously comes up in conversations where occasionally someone will come up with something that I really don't want to talk about, but I have a, a an uncanny ability to kind of, swindle conversation to like and not like to change it to something else where like if, if he said something to like i do on the podcast all the time if they're going off on a thing where i'm like this is boring and it's leading nowhere as so i go you said something a couple of sentences ago that interested me about this like can you collaborate on that like and it leads them off a completely different a completely different area but you do as i say that if you want to know the, the sort of secret to, to 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 having a conversation as long as this this has been um you just listen for them, yeah. find the things that are interesting and get them to get them to elaborate, um, because that keeps your interest level up and it's surprisingly easy to keep to keep interesting. Because throughout this whole thing, I've been interested to know like your 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 guys' opinion on 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 how you saw it. Because obviously, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, um, I think we've kind of because it's good because we've all kind of had in some cases the same opinion. Sometimes a little bit altered thing. Sometimes got half and half and. Um, I see, but I see your side of it. You know, that's why I'm not sitting here going, going. How dare you not a hundred percent agree with me? Because <laughs> that's not possible. Um, so yeah, that's really just sort of the secret. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter, like I said, on YouTube, and 
the series is uh, LF, L, LFTF series, Looking Forward to Failure is the name of it. And um, we recorded the pilot um, middle of March. It's currently in post-production, being edited together. Um, it's with me uh, writing it. It's about a b- bunch of geeks post-university trying to get sort of, trying to sort of figure out their life and it's that period of time where you're not really sure about yourself and you're trying to sort of figure out what you want to do with your life and i find that part of my life because i'm still sort of in it to a degree i think everyone is to some degree yeah. um finding what they really want to do with their life it's very very hard and the majority of people who leave university don't know what they want to do it's kind of a myth that people go to university because they're sure of themselves and the majority aren't um, and you're still sort of figuring out what you want to do when you leave. And so I find that fascinating because what do you do during that period of time? And I found that period of my life to be the most interesting in terms of stories, in terms of you meet people, you meet friends who you kind of keep for life. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, because if you find a friend who wants to hang out with you when you're pretty much broke, uh, they really kind of do care about you and they kind of, yeah, exactly. you, you know, because yeah. if you've got no money and you're like, well, we can just hang out because I can't afford to meet you in town for a drink or, and they're like, well, okay, yeah, sure. Let's come and play. We can come and play PlayStation or something like that is, that usually tells you that you've got a friend that's heading in the right direction. So yeah, definitely. And as I say, there's a million stories about like, you know, my parents who kind of really don't fully understand what I do yet. Uh, <laughs> and they never really will. Uh, and uh no that's just them for you though that's normal just generational but that's kind of where the comedy value comes in is the generational thing of i grew up in a working class area of england um and they just don't understand sort of geekiness uh they don't understand sort of pursuing your dream because the idea is you just find someone similar to you who ideally was in the same town as when you were brought up and you marry them and you stay there stay here forever um i've said many a time and um i i would be obviously a difficult decision because I have friends that I love here. Like there's some friends I have who are like brothers to me, and and obviously members of my family like my nephew and stuff. But I've often said if money was no object, I probably wouldn't live in England. Um, uh, so if if my life goes the way I want it to, I might I most likely won't live here. Um, like in even in England, like that, uh, I'm kind of pretty certain of that. Um. Uh, but it doesn't mean I obviously wouldn't come back all the time and all those kind of things. No, of course. Goodbye forever. But um, that's my point is that I, I, I'm I'm bringing up that my mindset's clearly not the same as most people who grew up here. Um, like my brother, for example, who's had the same job since he was 16 and and stuff. So there's some stories that are in the series that are ridiculously hilarious. And people what a part of your life that gets pieced yeah. together. And some of my that's good. Who, that's good. That's some, good. some of my friends who have read the script are like can't believe it's true, um, but that's the fun of it. Is that I go no, it was true. It was based on a real thing. No, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the pilot on that. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the non-failure, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I keep telling people. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll sure have you on again closer to it, or uh, or as, as it's coming out. But yeah, that would be kind of fun. Like, yeah, maybe I don't know something like maybe at the time when the, it's released or something. Because I was thinking about releasing it in June, but that's less likely to happen. I kind of want to make sure it's ready. Um, so I'm probably uh, my my hope is to have the Kickstarter out some probably sometime in July. Okay. Um, that's my plan. Uh, it's sort of about half ready, I'd say right now. Um. Uh, in terms of the pilot, because obviously you've got to make sure the sound's okay and everything, and I'm still sort of, we're still sort of piecing it together. Um, and there's also actually technically one scene we haven't done, which is like a webcam thing. Um, so we still need to fix it. But um, I'm 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 proud of it. It looks good from what I've seen of it. Um, 
I obviously had fun making it. So, mm. so yeah, there's that, and uh, there's that, and um, I guess final thing, mentally sound as well, which is a radio show I do once a month about mental health. Picking up an award, actually, I shouldn't say that, so maybe you should cut that. But um, I because we're not we're technically not supposed to tell people who won it, but who cares? Um, is um, we're going to we've been nominated, but they told us we've already won it. But uh, I shouldn't really say that. But there you go. Uh, is um, uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to I'm going to the award ceremony in Sil- at Silverstone Star Circuit on the 27th, okay, um, cool. which is kind of cool. So um, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, and uh, it's on. We do it once a month on uh, a radio show here in Newcastle, and um, you can find it on iTunes. We put it on as a podcast afterwards. We just basically take the music out, so there's a little pause, little pause that we can't really get rid of, but it's because of copyright reasons. Obviously, we can't play the music. Yeah. So. so yeah, pretty fun. Cool. Yes. cool. Makes me sound like I'm extremely busy, probably because I am. But, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it, well, but I think it's, we've done very well. We've, yeah, we've, we're, oh, we've done more with, than um, enough. Yeah. FCD has, has, has been totally, uh, <laughs> totally explained and gone through. Uh, I guess we're done, guys. So thanks for everything. I know we uh, we ranted for ages. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> for my ranting as well. Like I obviously talked a, a great deal, but. Um, I don't have to go up early tomorrow morning. So no, that's right, that's right. Yeah, good to, I'm it actually was good to staying up for this damn. I'm staying up for this damn conference thing that I'm doing in a couple of few hours because of the the stupid time slot they gave me. So <laughs> one in the morning. Um, oh basically, I'm doing this coffee, coffee time. Um, sorry. Coffee time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I've been sort of just sort of drinking. Uh, I've been I was drinking a, a fair amount during the like, not alcohol for those that are. <laughs> uh, uh, just like. Uh, no, no, no. Technically caffeine, I guess. Coke Coke has caffeine in, so I'm kind of drinking that. But anyway, um, yeah, we're done. So this has obviously been FCD's, uh, like a a sort of review of FCD with the guys from the Engage podcast. I encourage you guys to go and check out uh, the Engage podcast, uh, which is uh, theengagepodcast.com, isn't it? Dot com, indeed, yeah. Um, I was actually checking it out earlier. And um, and, uh, yeah, and uh, the Engage, and T-Engage, isn't it, podcast? T-Engage, yes, because the Engage was uh, tick that's taken on Twitter. Oh, what a shame. That's a shame. Uh, <laughs> so we got it's T for Tango. Uh, Geek Apocalypse. Uh, Geek Apocalypse actually just uh, was, the Twitter name was taken when I first started the, the, the Twitter account. And then um, it was just some random, like, web series that was supposedly going to happen in America, like I finally found, I found the Facebook page. It would kind of give a rough synopsis, and then it ne- obviously never went anywhere. Um, and so after like sort of a f- about a year, I think someone deactivated the account or asked it to be removed, probably because they were interested in the name. And then um, I randomly checked it about like three or four months ago because I was thinking maybe I should oh, I should technically own both, um, and maybe even consider changing it to the official the official like it would be better not to have the underscore, but um. Someone took it fairly quickly, uh, and uh, I was like, "Oh crap! Is this competition? Is someone trying to like patent it in worldwide or something?" I'm like, "Gonna lose the name, and everything's gonna be ruined because you know my my sort of copyright, I guess, is only really technically UK or, or Europe, I guess." So um, I was like, sort of panicking, and it was just some sort of random like news-based Twitter feed and. It has about like ten. Well, last time I checked out, about like ten tweets in about six months. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, I'm like, oh, oh my god. But uh, but anyway, so it was a random, random thing. But um, but uh, yeah. So on Twitter, um, obviously go to iTunes, and I encourage you guys to subscribe to them. Uh, I'd say a bit if you beef synopsis in my eyes, like obviously they do, they talk about a lot about Star Trek themed stuff and. 
Um, do you is that fair to say? You kind of like do kind of do like sort of topics some of the time, and I know you do quizzes every now and again. And... It, it, well, it's a, it, it depends on what we do if we've got interviews, but it'll be we'll, ha- we'll have a running quiz, and at the end of the year, we'll have someone doing a well, probably me would we'll do have someone doing <laughs> yeah, sure. a forfeit for the loser. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be talking anything Star Trek, what it means to us. But as we got a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of interesting things that come up in the pipeline as well. Uh, with with what we do with it so yeah check out the website and check out if you want to learn a little bit more about us yeah and as i, I think it's fair to say as you'll hear as you've heard through this is that um uh this is very similar to that uh, we're very similar podcast in this sense so um if you like this you'll certainly like them talking amongst themselves so i encourage you guys <laughs> to listen uh but it's been fun guys and as i as i i think the best way of ending because uh from my point of view is just to say like you know and I guess it's going to be the soppy moment. Is, uh, <laughs> is um, but seriously, just that it was really fun to meet you guys, and like you know, I guess like you know, it was the it was just it was the the nice thing about it is that we actually got yeah. in person. Um, and obviously, Clyde, we love uh, you too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. I was just, I was just waiting the whole episode for Phil to say that. Really, if I'm <laughs> there, you go. If you put it on record. You can put it as your ringtone. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but the whole time going, I I, I feel there's something here. And just there's something missing. Yeah, yeah. Ping, what is it? I love you, Ping. I love you. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, so yeah thanks guys. Uh, it's been great talking to you, and uh, um, obviously I'll speak to you guys soon. Uh, but I'll end the podcast like I always end in the words of the great B movie, Robot, Josh, Crash, and Burn. And we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Gay Podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>